Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Sustained effort and violence. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? It can be a total goat rodeo. Was that supposed to be funny? Cool, neat story. A fat, fat, stinky kind of dude that someone thought had a radio voice. What's wrong with my voice? (laughs) Doesn't seem like a real bad guy, but just a bit full of himself and sees himself as a huge radio personality. <laughs> Dominating the East Coast. He deaf looks fat and stinky. Oh. And is an absolute bozo. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios on a beautiful day in greenville north carolina we're coming to you today on pirate radio 92.7 fm in greenville 104.1 in washington we're on 1250 930 online pr927 fm.com and you can watch the show and be a part of the show uh check us out on facebook like pirate radio on facebook check us out on facebook live also subscribe to pirate radio tv on youtube and you can find all of our shows and videos right there. And we'll be monitoring the chats today. If you want to uh, be a part of the program, ask a question to any of our live in-studio guests, like Eric Ward, who's going to join us in mere moments. You can chime in, question, comment, concern, birthday, anniversary, whatever you got. All right, coming up on today's program, Eric Ward joins me to kick off today's show. We'll talk to him in a moment. We'll have... Our rundown and Bud Light EC report coming up at around 3.30. we got basketball going on tonight on the road, East Carolina at South Florida. We'll talk about that one. Almost nailed the line. was a half point off. We'll tell you what the line is on that game. Mike Mullis joins us at 4 o'clock. Mully, you excited for today's show? No. Why would I? I mean, am I going to a circus or something? All right. Mully's already irritated. We'll talk to the real Mike Mullis coming up at four o'clock do a little mully on mully uh billy weaver my cohort on the u.s sailor fifth quarter Collins show joins us at around 4 25 troy d will be here in the five o'clock hour we'll talk all things ecu and have our 2022 fantasy nascar draft daytona 500 is sunday they're on the track tonight correct cj cj schaefer is going to be our draft analyst he'll provide driver bios uh draft grade picks also give his uh overall thoughts on the proceedings resident big board creator yes uh, what's uh what's tonight duels yeah sets the lineup for sunday all right so uh we'll be uh talking some nascar coming up troy and i really know nothing about it but cj does so that's good uh do we have him along all right so that's the program uh, if you want to chime in once again you can do so steve hill already in uh with a clipper way to go chandler no shirley roads today i was ready for it baby way to go buddy uh we'll be testing out chandler's quick trigger finger on the sound drops today uh but let's welcome in eric ward from ecu marketing fan engagement isn't there more on your business card as well eric nope marketing and fan engagement that's it yeah that's all on the business card yeah okay good deal eric uh thanks for coming in man i appreciate it big weekend on tap east carolina uh set to begin the baseball season and uh <clears throat> eric will give out everything fans need to know want to know and uh i, I want to do a little role playing you into role playing let's do it 
<laughs> All right. Sound a little nervous there. All right, Eric, I'm a fan, mm-hmm. and I want to go to the game Friday, but I heard season tickets were sold out. Can I get a ticket for the game Friday? Yes, we have tickets available for every home game this season. Uh, that is a season ticket sellout. Um, we made a decision to make sure that we retain tickets so that uh, walk-up fans uh, would always have the opportunity to come to games. We understand we have Pirate fans all over, so uh, obviously making sure that uh, they can come to games if you live in you know, Tidewater, Virginia, Triangle, whatever, and come in for the weekend. Um, tickets are available on our website right now for all games, so uh, if you want to get your tickets to whatever game go ahead and do that right now all right eric i want to uh enjoy both a non-alcoholic beverage and an alcoholic beverage at the game am i able to do that absolutely okay great All pepsi products and uh the same beer offerings that you saw at dowdy ficklin and then Minji's coliseum all right eric i have a a ticket in the seats but i want to go in the jungle can i do that with my ticket yes the same uh pass through uh opportunities we've had in the past have existed so yes all right uh eric i want to run on the field during the third inning yeah and take my shirt off and run around am i allowed to do that um if you want to get tackled by jj mclam you can do that uh if you don't want to get tackled by him i think coach o might give you a stern talking to and then you won't that's even worse than the physical punishment disappointing coach o and having that conversation yeah so no okay you cannot do that um we had a streaker in football that was probably before your time it was i have seen the video though i understand it was actually a front page of the student newspaper yeah for the world to see um uncensored just hanging all out there that's right i have not had that issue with baseball how about uh eric we talked to the players monday inside the players lounge it was awesome uh, you'll be glad to know I asked about walk-up music, but in only generalities. In fact, I said, if you guys spoil it, Eric Ward and everybody will get mad, so let's not spoil the music. <laughs> but uh, the, the guys uh, took their time, picked their walk-up songs. How about um, what can fans look forward to between innings this year as far as the fan engagement part of the baseball game? Yeah, some of our standard promotions that we weren't able to do last year will be coming back. Um, so you'll see the on-field, like the Pizza Hut Diamond Dash, um, all games you could sign up for the guest the stretch through clean eats as well as the uh, Papa John steal base steal a meal I know those are very popular yeah. promotions so um, customer service booth will be open each game uh, when gates open and fans can sign up for that but yeah the uh, the walk-up songs I got to give those guys credit uh, my previous institutions it might be like now when they would be giving the walk-up songs because for whatever reason you know it's going to be a big difference between you know earlier in the week and whatever but our team it's like a month in advance they got the songs ready to roll well they took it seriously in fact most of them said they had like three songs in mind they'd play them over and over again and and pick their winner uh as a fan of over-unders and guessing and, and things like i love to guess the stretch yeah so fans can do that before the game when's the cutoff to guess what time the seventh inning stretch will begin we usually bring those up about the end of the second okay somewhere in there so that's cool if you've never done it before uh free to play guess what time the seventh inning stretch will begin and if you win uh, you win a great prize yeah i will not be ever entering this year the very last game of the 2020 season that was at home i did the guess the stretch and obviously i didn't take the prize but i got it exactly and won it and so rigged uh well no I'm, so I, I always do that just for fun yeah you know, we can see where it is and, and it was the dead on the money i was like man this is great and then the world shut down the next day so oh no more guests to stretching for for eric this year uh, okay no guess the uh the stretch uh we do have some news we got a schedule we got a schedule an east carolina football schedule so eric while you're here uh let's go and run that down real sure. quick uh john gilbert hinted at this on wednesday and sure enough, East Carolina will be playing their first four games of the 2022 season 
uh as eric said a moment ago spend september in dotty ficklin stadium every saturday of dotty ficklin stadium there is a home football game uh september 3rd nc state we knew that old dominion campbell following that game and then we'll wrap up september with the conference opener the navy midshipmen come here on the 24th the pirates will then have two games on the road at south florida and at tulane uh, october 15th back home for two games memphis on the 15th ucf on the 22nd byu on the road on october 29th and that is a great time to have a bye week coming off that long road trip they'll have an open date on the 5th back on the road uh at cincinnati the pirates will wrap it up with houston at home and then temple on the road east carolina avoiding the thanksgiving weekend home game that's a great thing eric so no no thursday night home games uh no thanksgiving home games yeah gonna have so is any of this subject to change what are there any what are the non-saturday games here i haven't the the cincinnati i believe is a friday night game Uh, i'm not sure if that's the only one but that's the only one that comes out uh, comes to mind okay there you go so there is the schedule set obviously we don't have kickoff times yet we'll get those uh closer to the fall and some will probably release before then but uh that is the schedule and uh that's available on our social media accounts and ecupirates.com if you want to go take a look at it uh as far as football before then eric we have a date for the spring festivities right april 8th and 9th uh parade of pigs on friday night um it's gonna be a big deal this year i think we're really working hard to kind of bring back what it used to be so uh, it should be a fun carnival-like atmosphere on saturday out there um and it's really cool for me seeing that going into the baseball game at four o'clock uh, oh, yeah. on that saturday oh so it's gonna all be oh okay that's that's really cool uh chandler remember last year's uh spring game it was a little awkward because <laughs> we were having one and then not having one and then mike houston said oh yeah oh, we're, 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 we're having a game <laughs> we're, we're having a game if you want to show up if you want to show up, up show up <laughs> so it was kind of like i don't know the, the whole thing was weird last year this year as eric said let's get back to the real deal pig skin pig out have a good time i've seen already uh some of our listeners have signed up to cook some pigs so be some great food uh and some great fun coming up later on this spring uh big weekend eric not only with baseball but softball is here with the pirate clash that is friday saturday sunday yep we got uh 10 total games this weekend five for the pirate five uh neutral so lacrosse is home friday and sunday friday and sunday yep uh so man a lot to do around the uh the grady white boats athletic complex yes <laughs> get in the sponsor hey it's nascar season got to get in all the sponsors right? That's right uh what else eric anything else we need to know i'm just excited for this season i mean i obviously i'm the marketing contact currently for baseball and I think this is going to be a really fun year. I mean, I know we get to enjoy seeing the games, you know, each weekend, but they've really built such a great program, and I just can't wait to see uh, what it's like tomorrow, you know. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Obviously, we have the regional, but we haven't had fans at a regular season game in almost two years. I know. It's going to be kind of cool to see them, you know, run out on the field tomorrow and crowd go wild. Looks like, especially for this time of year, opening up the season, pretty darn good weather uh last i checked rain early in the day friday but by four that should be good to go for some baseball and it's not those like 
28, 35 degree games, Eric, we've right. seen in February in the past, at least for this weekend. Yeah, I don't think you you were doing the PA game for opening last year. Nah. But yeah, it was like delayed and it was like very, you could see the breath from the pitchers, you know, each each had bad. But. I saw a highlight because East Carolina, uh, our old friend Tyler Feldman, tweet, <laughs> I saw an old tweet from him that East Carolina has back-to-back walk-off wins on opening That's day. True, yeah. And I saw the video and the last pitch the pitcher threw for who we played last year, Eric, opened it up. Uh, you got a golden brain. Uh, well, William and Mary was two years ago. I think it wasn't Rhode year, Island, was it? Uh, it might have been Rhode. No, Rhode Island was the one that was. It was Rhode Island. He's right. Yeah. Oh, look at you. I, my, if it, my memory serves me well, and hey, I Ram think it did. Ram tough. Huh? Who had the walk off last year? I think it was Cadell two years ago. I it was uh, it. like. Smallwood, 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 like a, right. a chopper. Or yeah. a, but anyway, when the guy was releasing the pitch, I could see on the video the breath coming out. It was so freaking cold. We should play right now. I mean, it's like no kidding, man. Outside. No kidding. Uh, I'm sure Cliff would agree with that. So uh, looks like it should be some good weather. And as you said, last time we were at Clark Leclerc Stadium, it was a freaking party because uh, the fans were finally allowed to be back there. It was rocking. It was rolling. And you're right. This is the first time. Uh, we're going to see a regular season game like that in a long, long time. Yeah, I saw uh, some of the Jungle crew getting set up out there, so it uh, looks like they're ready for uh, a fun time tomorrow. Good deal. Eric Ward uh, joining us here in the Pirate Radio studios. Eric, we got ECU men's basketball returning on uh, Wednesday. They'll be home, and then the following Saturday be home as well. That'll be a big day because the baseball team will be in Chapel Hill, mm-hmm. and so fans can go uh, either watch that or head to Minji's for Senior Day. I hear we have a really good PA announcer coming in for that game. That is the rumor. Gonna uh, gonna be doing little hoops. I'm excited, man. That's uh, that's a lot of fun to be right there amongst the action. So, yeah. so where who's uh, who's my running mate for basketball that day, Casey? Well, it hopefully will be me, but it may okay. not. Depending on how things go over the next couple of weeks, we gotta. Got a baby on the way here in the next Oh, week so, man, so. when's that happening? Yeah, the due date is the home UNC game, so. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> well, it's going to be like first pitch, and then it's like get the phone call, so good luck. <laughs> good luck to you uh, to you and the wife on that. That's exciting. Good stuff. All right, Eric, uh, let's see. Anything else? How, how'd you guys do a trivia last night? We did not do so hot. Yeah, we, we got stumped on uh, a couple of the questions, but, you know, it is what it is. Chandler's team finished. Uh, Chandler, we got we to talk about what happened. I apologize to your team. I don't think you were there. Last round, last question. The la- the Super Bowl MVPs tell me where every Super Bowl MVP went to college. That was tough. Since 2000. So it was kind of a two-parter. You had to think of who won the MVPs, then think of where they went to school. Mm-hmm. And y'all's first answer. Uh, that was a brain fart on my – but now I did say, hey, I, I said, do you want to go Eastern Kentucky? And they were like, Eastern Kentucky, yeah, we can go ahead with that. And I, I said, knew what you Eastern meant. Kentucky. And that, as soon as you didn't say anything, you just stared at me for about five seconds. I was like, oh, wait, I don't think it's Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> and then I was like, it's Eastern Washington. Yeah. And, and I, that, that was I'm brutal. I'm sorry. I had to accept that answer. No, that's fine. That's Obviously, okay. Obviously, you were thinking Cooper Cup, Eastern Washington. Yeah. That was uh, just a brain fart. CJ, uh, you guys did pretty well last night. I mean, we did all right. Could have done better. We flubbed the stump the Schwab. That yeah. Wasn't good. We got two, and then we got and like three strikes in a row. the round two with the Super Bowls, y'all were always like, y'all were one year off. We like said Randy question. Moss for like 
three answers. Yeah. I actually liked that round. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, it was, was good. It was kind of fun to look up because you don't think a lot about great performances by losing teams. You yeah. always think about the winner. Uh, so we did that round. So we had a good crowd last night. Huge crowd. Uh, we'll uh, we'll go late night next week so we can head over to Minji's, watch some basketball. Sounds good. And then we'll do a speed round of trivia coming up 9 o'clock. AJ's, come out and join us. Watch some sports. Uh, we had the Canes on last night. We had some basketball. That's TNT. And uh, Sam wanted to watch the... I wanted to watch it too. Well, you didn't speak up. What? There were two people versus like 15 that let said boo. You got to let your voice be heard. What event are we talking about? The daytime. What was it? Just like practice? It was qualifying. Qualifying? It was. I See mean. See right around the track? We. I would have rather watched that than UNC get blown out by 6 and 10 pit or whatever they are. Hey, that was kind of enjoyable. I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I guess. A lot. <laughs> uh so anyway all right eric anything else before we let you run out of here uh, looking forward to this uh weekend excited to see you i guess saturday out at the park and it'll be a good time got morgan aylers friday yeah, on the pa it. yeah and uh, i'll be there saturday sunday can't wait really yep. excited about it to get another season underway eric thanks for uh dropping by man we'll see you this weekend right. thanks clip see you guys eric ward ecu marketing joining us to kick off a uh, thursday edition of pirate radio live we'll take a time out come back we'll have our rundown our bud light ecu report let you know everything going on and uh go over that schedule again got a football schedule out back with you on prl after this Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican f- food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates for Mexican food and fun. It's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Mr. Clip Brock. Thank you, Mr. Chandler Honeycutt. You're welcome, Mr. Stinky. (laughs) Uh, Craig. Craig! Craig! On Facebook Live says, can we do a Chandler Chase for baseball <laughs> now what would that mean well for those unaware at braves games they do a beat the freeze challenge where this super fast guy dresses up in a costume and he's named the freeze and regular schmoes get a head start and then the freeze just like blows by them they run around the entire outfit wall in this case, I would have to be the one to get a head start. <laughs> so you're chasing Chandler, the Chandler Chase, where we'll uh, send you off for about five to seven seconds. That's what it should be called, Chasing Chandler. Chasing Chandler. Um, that sounds like a movie. We'll get uh, a kid, like a 12-year-old kid, that just like bolts up and catches you at yeah. the very end. I like it. Something new, something different. Uh, Susan Dean says, hashtag fire Matt rule. No way she didn't say that. Are you shocked? I'm very shocked. Well, shock and all. Robert says, PEDs? Nah, just water and Mountain Dew. That's all I got. 
All right. Um, we got a, a, a schedule. Schedule. A football schedule. So we're all we're home heavy in September. We're yeah. all we're all very selfish individuals uh, as Americans as humans, right? Yeah, absolutely. We, we look out for number one. Mm-hmm. Look That's out for ourselves. So when I'm looking at a schedule, I'm thinking about me. Just like when you look at a schedule, you think about you. You think, oh, we're gonna tailgate. We're gonna get a hotel for this week. What am I gonna do about this? Uh, well, we got a wedding that weekend. Uh, no, Chandler, we don't because. Real people don't get married during football season. How many? Uh, hey, there's a good question. How many uh, football Saturdays are you taking off this year? Um, I think I have a wedding. Are you kidding but, me? But it's in December. But <laughs> so you might be off for the bowl game. Um, no. If if we if the uh, if the bowl game happens to fall on the wedding, I'm sorry. Priorities. All right. I'm not going to the wedding. We got this on record. And uh, we're going to play that at the wedding <laughs> during the ceremonies. Uh, yes, with any of the groomsmen. And I'm a groomsman in that wedding, by the way. And uh, Does any of the groomsmen have anything to say? And you just play the recording. Yes, we have this recording from Chandler Honeycutt, who couldn't be here today. I'm not sorry. Screw your wedding. Yeah. EC's in a bowl game. So, Romy, we've got October 28th at Brigham Young, according to the schedule. I remember the last time we went there. Great game. Weird game. Block punt for a touchdown by Giannis Bowden. I think like? one on their side, too. I think it was block punts by both teams. That was something yeah. weird. What was that, like 2017, 18, something like that? 2015. Was it? I thought we played. I was a senior yeah, in high school. Yeah, because Blake Kent. Blake Kent was the quarterback. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I know Zay Jones had a touchdown in that game. Maybe our very own Bryce Williams. I know he had some big catches in that game. Maybe not a touchdown, but uh, I know we talked about – we'll definitely have to talk about uh, and go back down memory lane with Bryce Williams uh, that week of that game. They, uh, uh, the quarterback for them, uh, was it Mangum, Tanner Mangum? Taylor? Who, was, who was there for like 10 years? Yeah, but was, was he filling in for Taysom Hill or was Hill already gone? Uh, I want to say that he was filling in for him. I remember there was an injury – on the BYU Yeah, side. I don't know if it was Hill or not. But I remember because they came back. They came to Greenville in 2017. Yeah, so Hill was there 2012 to 2016. And Mangum was still there. So Hill would have been the QB, but he was hurt. Yeah. Because he was at BYU. Um, why are we talking about this? Because the BYU game is October 28th, according to the ECU football schedule. And that would be a Friday. Then the Pirates are off, and then November 11th, which is also a Friday, they will play Cincinnati. That's back-to-back Friday games with a an off date in between. You know what that means, boys? What's that mean? Three straight Saturdays off. That's what I'm thinking about. You're thinking about yourself. <laughs> I am. Selfish. I, I'm thinking about watching football all day in my sweatpants on Saturday and not moving nary a muscle. Sounds Mary? like a nice weekend to me. That's all I'm looking forward to now. I think that the weekend, three Saturday stretch. I think the weekend of the BYU game, I'm actually going to a race, so I'll be gone as well. Where to race at? Martinsville, Virginia. M- Martinsville, the paperclip. Look at me. There you go, Clip. You said you knew nothing. <laughs> I know all the cliches and the uh, you get a clock up there somewhere and ah, the important stuff. Yeah, exactly. 
All right. So, uh, again, Chandler, you reminded me yesterday that uh, ECU had, was 7-5 and five this year, seven home games, five road games, which if you start four straight home games and it's 6-6, six and six, you're in for a nightmare the second half of the season. It's The way it's set up this time, you've got back-to-back road dates twice on the schedule. So they go back-to-back road in October to begin it with South Florida and Tulane, and then back-to-back road that we just mentioned a moment ago, BYU-Cincinnati, oh. but a off date in between those. That Tulane road game is going to be tough. Why is that? Michael Pratt, he's a really good quarterback, and they're going to be looking for revenge because the Pirates put the beat down on them in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in Corey Glore's first year. Of all the games you like, look at as tough, that that one kind of surprises me. No, I mean that this just you mentioned it, and I thought about it. The revenge they're going to be seeking on the Pirates, and Corey Glore is going to be laughing. Ha 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 Hello. I wonder how many wins we'll have for that when we get to that Houston game, November nineteenth. Because that feels like a big game, big ball game, to borrow a phrase from Mark Lindsay. Houston at home. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. I mean, you want to get through September 3-1 and one if you can. Yeah. Um, that would include a, a victory over NC State where the Pirates will be an underdog or back-to-back victories over the Navy midshipmen. That's assuming you can knock off ODU and the Campbell fighting Camels. Uh, Mike Minter, former Carolina Panther, is their head coach. Did Campbell have a higher recruiting, rated recruiting class than ECU? Possibly. You were the one telling me they were ranked so high. Well, they right? got Pat White as their quarterbacks coach. Yeah. If everybody remembers Pat White. Well, and he doesn't want. They flipped a guy who was going to. Uh, it was a Power Five school, and they got him to was flip. Was it SEC, like Auburn? Yeah, or something? it was somewhere know. like that. And they got him to flip from wherever to, to Campbell. Pat White wants no part of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. He's going to have nightmares rolling in here. Like flashbacks. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa, wow. <laughs> they might have to. He's like, going to be feeling the wrath of like Pierre Bell. You know what we need to do? JJ Milbrook. We need to do. We need to get those guys from that team to show up that game. <laughs> and just be like. Recognize them, at, recognize them during one of the timeouts in the first quarter. If you could get them the sideline passes, they can't get that close to the Campbell team or players. But either have them, or if he he's the what QB coach, you think he's up top or on the sideline? If he's up top, I we, hope he's on the sideline. If he's up top, we need to get him a suite so like he looks over and yeah. sees uh, Linville Joseph. Everybody, direct your attention to the twenty yard line where we were <laughs> recognized the two thousand eight ECU football team who defeated West Virginia. September whenever in 2008 and Pat White's over there like foaming at the mouth. I like it. What do you got, uh, CJ? As the 247 sports rankings We call go, it 24-7. Whatever. 247 rankings two- go. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, East Carolina has the 86th, 86th ranked recruiting class. Campbell sits at 89. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Oh, boy. Campbell, however, does have one four-star. ECU has zero. Yeah. Interesting. You know who the first head coach in Campbell football history was? Your mom? (laughs) Oh! Got him. (laughs) Wasn't it Mike Minner? Dale Steele. Oh, you're right. You're very right. 
Good stuff, Chandler. Yep. Uh, it was not your mom, and it was not Mike Minner. It was Dale Steele. Sorry, Mom. You are not uh, the first head coach in Campbell football history. Mike cool Minner has been there a while now. So, All right, getting a little football talk in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Uh, baseball talk. Chandler, give me Cliff Godwin 1 from yesterday. This is Cliff Godwin uh, when he is asked uh, if he has a starting rotation for us set for the bryant series i do uh garrett sailor going friday cooch will go on saturday and then jake hunter a freshman will go on sunday was, was not status uh he will not pitch this weekend uh violation of a team rule and so he will not pitch how long is that going on for uh i don't know all right. I feel like you can feel the confusion and awkwardness throughout the media group there as he did not mention Carson Wisenhunt's name. It did name. get very awkward. Oh, Chandler, give me cut three. Why was Carson Wisenhunt suspended? I'm going to give you the Bill Belichick violation of a team rule, not rules, rule. Singular. Yep. Singular. Singular. <laughs> Violence. So, a lot of rumors floating around out there as to why uh, Carson Wisenhunt is suspended. Uh, I won't get into any of those. Maybe my guest will today, but um, until I know something concrete, I will not speculate as to why he is suspended. Uh, Cliff Godwin, too, with Wisenhunt out, is your message to the team that other guys need to step up? This is no disrespect to Carson Wisenhunt, but it's the deepest pitching staff that we've ever had here. And I told him if they were scared to play because he wasn't pitching, then turn in their uniform. So I feel very confident with the guys we're going to run out there. All right, and three players actually turned in their uniform. Just kidding. <laughs> for, I'm so scared, Coach. For, Take my uniform. For Rudy, Coach. For Rudy, Coach. For Carson, Coach. For Carson, Coach. <laughs> for Carson, Coach. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Pirates are ready to roll. Uh, next man up, that next man is... Garrett Sailor. Who would you rather have at the helm of your ship than a sailor like Garrett? Why are you look so confused? No, I, well, I, I was getting ready to answer the question, and then I found out that it was a pretty good joke. So, is that, is that supposed to be funny? Is that an example where it, I was good to get out of my lane? or no that, no, that was, uh, you stayed in your lane. Uh, but don't don't cross that line. You know, stay in it. Don't get out of it. Don't even reach for the turn signal. You fat, stinky son of a. When I was doing Whoa. my uh, practicing driving, like the driving portion of the driving, not the test, but uh, what do you call it? driver's ed? Mm-hmm. I remember um, ten and two. I was just like so terrified of absolutely crushing a car that's going on in the other lane that I would drive on like the side of the road. And, <laughs> The whole time, the guy was like, get me off the white line. I'm on the white line. So, uh, I have trouble, Chandler. I had trouble as a 15-year-old. Staying in your lane. Staying in my lane. I'm a habitual non-lane stayer is what I am. Uh, Bud Light, EC Report brought to you by Bud Light, proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and East Carolina Taking on Bryant coming up. We'll talk more about that one later on with Mully. Uh, we'll talk some baseball. No, and we with No, we won't. I, I mean, can I ask you a question or two? Of, I mean, because I think this you're, team, you're a host of a radio show, right? Yeah. Well, no crap you can ask me. Que- I mean, uh, what kind of question is that? You just said we won't talk baseball. Yeah, we won't. 
<laughs> Son. <laughs> I mean, you can ask me questions, but I mean, you want to talk about the Phoenix, whatever, the waste management, whatever. The that Phoenix Sun, Sun? Phoenix Sun, Sun. <laughs> That's where I thought you were going with that. No. Who's your, who's your all-time favorite Phoenix Sun, Molly? Mm, probably Studemeyer. Studemeyer? Amari? Studemeyer? Are you? I call him Studemeyer, as everyone else does. Studemeyer. He's a stud. Okay. Son. All right. Stud. Okay. All right. 10-4. Talk to Molly later on. Also, Billy Weaver. Also, Troy D. Fantasy NASCAR. Uh, Pirate Hoops tonight, boys. Let's do it. Thursday night hoops. Thursday night hoops. This is weird. What's weird? That is on Thursday. Not your traditional... Night of EC hoops. Wednesday? Nah. We had a Tuesday night game last week. That was weird. Yeah. East Carolina is a two-point underdog on the road tonight. You were all over it. I said two and a half. How you feeling? If we're going to get a win and get off the schneid, it's going to be tonight. Yeah, yeah. they got a one-game losing streak. Once again, get off the schneid. Okay. South Florida stinks. They have two wins in conference play. East Carolina has three. Less stinky. And I say this as someone who knows about stinking. Stinking. The total for the game over under 129 and a half. Uh, Jeff Charles said yesterday that when the Bulls and Pirates get together, it's not the most aesthetically pleasing games to watch. It's not a James Naismith Hall of Fame type uh, viewing experience. Maybe tonight will be different, but I got a probably feeling, not. I got it like a, a fifty-eight to fifty. You like the under? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I like first to sixty wins if they get if, there. If somebody gets there, yesterday I joked first to fifty. So let's. Uh, Split the difference. 55? 55 could win it tonight in the whatever they call that place. Glenn, you tired or just bored with the show? He just got in here and he's tired of hearing you. Yeah, that was a loud yawn in uh, Studio B. Uh, So Pirates basketball tonight, baseball tomorrow. Also softball going on all weekend and lacrosse, as Eric Ward talked about. Here in Greenville and in Tampa as softball surely is on the way to Tampa. (laughs) That's right. For a softball weekend. Extravaganza? Yeah. What some say? Yeah. Bad loss last night by the Ponies. SMU Mm. loses on the road at Temple. Mm. And, I mean, just hear the grunts coming from Studio B. That's what what it happens when you lose 64 to 57. Damn. All right, relax. Sorry. Okay. SMU had a six-point halftime lead. They blew it. And Temple came away with the win. And I don't know. As far as at-larges go now, SMU 18 and 6, 9 and 3. Actually, Memphis is Joe Lenardi's first team out, and that was on Monday. Since then, Memphis has knocked off Cincinnati, and coming up next, I want to say they have a big game. Oh, they play. Yeah, they play at SMU. So that is a huge one for both of those teams. Might knock one of them out. Yeah. That is a ESPN game on Saturday at 3 o'clock. What did K-Town... Sunday. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What did K-Town's Damian Dunn do in the win uh, over SMU? Great question, Chandler. And uh, I'm going to give you an answer on that. Damian Dunn, a.k.a. the man from Kinston, 
Uh, did not play. <laughs> nice. Huh. Okay. Not in the box. The score. fact that they won without Damian Dunn is uh, pretty impressive. Very impressive. And it just goes to show that I still think it's Houston and everybody else, but everything beyond that, it could be a wacky tournament. See East Carolina getting hot, winning a game or two. You could say that about Cincinnati, Wichita what State, year was Temple. It? We had Barkley on the team. We we just went on an unexpected run in the tournament. I and by that you mean like two wins. But we we I don't think we unexpected. were expected to go by the first round. The most hyped I've been in a long time was when it was Morrow Young that team, and they knocked off the top seed southern miss and then i think lost to memphis in the semis they were like one game away from being in the the championship and that's when the uh the juices started flowing and they lost that game to memphis they had beaten memphis like a week ago on senior day at home and uh man i was fired up anytime east carolina wins one especially two conference tournament basketball games you start to think why not us could we be the cinderella could we be the team to do it now we're just trying to beat a crappy usf team tonight on the road so we'll get the tournament ball when we get there maybe we can get matched up against uh one of those on the bubble teams in the conference tournament ruin their fun if we can't have fun neither can they a little spoiler action a little spoiler action. play the role of the spoiler i like it houston at home tonight against ucf some pac-12 games not a great slate of games tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Hey, Bonnie's win and cover yesterday, for those that uh, don't know. Uh, Hornets. Hornets, Hornets, Hornets. Oh, Chandler, you're talking uh, Hornets, T-Wolves, and you said Pat Beverly's annoying? Yeah. Last night, Patrick Beverly got a technical before the opening kickoff. I saw that. What did he I do? saw that. <laughs> he, he is a chippy fella. Do you remember who he was rubbing elbows with he and another player got into an altercation uh as they were lining up for the opening (laughs) tip-off and they and they both got text and they and they were both like fighting for position again while everybody's just standing around like dabbing each other up chilling Beverly's trying to get his spot. The other guy I mean, is. They start bumping hips and elbows. Play ball. So and did they start the game with like dual free throws rather than a tip? No, nah, I think I don't know how Tech's working in the NBA. I think they just teed them up and then toss the ball up. Okay. Because sometimes you get a free throw. Sometimes. But I mean, if either one of those players get another Tech, they're gone. Yeah. Right. Tonight the Hornets play the Heat at home. I have no hope, Chandler. No hope. We just got to get these guys back, man. And I, I what guys? Checked. The guys. What, who you, are the, you know who I'm talking? The guys. Who are the guys? Gordon Hayward. Guy. McDaniels. Guy. Cody Martin. Guy. Integral piece. Cody Martin, who uh, at one point led the NBA in three-point percentage. You know what? Screw that. They have oh. LaMelo Ball. They have Miles Bridges. They just acquired Montrez Harrell. They've got guys. They got enough to win. Win There's a game. one guy that makes me sick to my stomach mason plumley and his name is mason plumley all right that's going on tonight on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by da buck da buck cj you watching uh nascar tonight oh absolutely all right explain it to me like i'm five and not one of those smart academically gifted five-year-olds but one of those real dumb five-year-olds that puts the square blocks in the circle hole 
Understood. Okay, so little clip. What's gonna happen tonight? So little clip. Yesterday, do you this remember don't when fit that fit in the hole? Little clip. I'm trying Whoa. to talk to you. I can't fit this in here. I gotta go pee pee. I'm gonna walk out. I just pee pee my pants. <laughs> Explain it to me. Okay, little clip. Are you done playing with your toys? <laughs> What's gonna happen tonight? <laughs> say, say something. All right. All right. Last night, they had the qualifying, and that set literally just the front row. Who's on the front row? Kyle Larson and Joey Logano. Never heard of them. Yeah, me neither. So, tonight, they're going to do the duels based on uh, who qualified and what position yesterday. Like, all their times, that counts towards the lineups for tonight. They run two duels. The first duel, I think, is going to set the outside row of the 500. The second duel will set the inside row of the 500. What is a duel? It is pretty much a – it's like 60 laps, I believe, as opposed to the 200 that they'll run on Sunday. We'll call it a race. Yeah, a mini race. Um, it, there's, there's not a purpose to it. It's because everybody wants to see some racing. Well, normally qualifying is solo, right? Correct. And you get your speed yeah, and your time. And, that, and that's what they did last night. So, I but mean, this I, is actually, you know, you're racing other cars. Yeah, it is a race. So it's a little more exciting yeah. than normal. And there qualifying. is something to race for. If you win the duel tonight, you do uh, get ten playoff points that will count towards the playoffs. So hmm. there, there is something to go for. Hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. Are there lines for this thing? Um, I don't see why there wouldn't be. Uh, there were lines for the clash. Duel one odds. Let's check them out real quick, CJ. See what we got here. Uh, Chase Elliott is the favorite, plus 375. So you can uh, actually. Oh, and Duel 2, Denny Hamlin, the favorite. Yeah, that's reasonable. Now, this says Joey Logano is racing. He is, yes. You still have to race the duel, but you can take the green flag, and as long as you take the green flag, you're good. So he doesn't really have to do anything past that, but he does have to take the green. Meaning what? Complete a lap? Pretty much, yeah. You have to start the race. Start the race? Yeah. So, you, I believe you can just start the race and go park it. What time is this? Uh, first one's at 7. I think the second one will be 9. All right. I think you explained that to me like I'm 5. Well, somehow in the middle of me explaining to this stuff to you, you stopped playing with your toys and throwing a tantrum and actually started Well, you weren't doing a saying. great job of explaining it, so I had to explain it well i can't walk in the studio and make you put your toys down and stop playing you could but you didn't all right let's take a break we'll come back we'll wrap up hour number one mike mullis joining us at four o'clock we got billy weaver also on the program today troy d fantasy nascar draft we'll talk pirate baseball pirate football and pirate hoops all along the way we're back with you after this
Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006. University PC Care are the local tech support experts for any business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back into the PRL. PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, Chandler Honeycutt, CJ Schaefer, the big dog. Got Troy D coming up later. Mike Mullis in the green room. Uh, let's take a look at a not-so-great Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard brought to you by Dubuck. 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 Saw it earlier today, and I have not checked in a while. In a while. Harold Varner III playing at the Genesis Invitational brought to you by Phil Collins. Yeah, y'all don't know that. In the air tonight? Is that who you're talking about? Yes, Romy. Yes, I know who that is. Yes, Romy. I can feel it. Harold Varner III is five over on the day. Ouch. That is not good. Ouch. That puts him at 101st place. First. 101st. He's in first. The leader is five under par. So bad day on the course for HV3. But tomorrow is only a day away. And he can make up for all that with a great round. Still on the course as we speak. We'll keep you updated on Harold Varner III playing out in California. Uh, oh, we got a question. Oh! From our halftime buddy, Steve, Steve Fuller. Fuller. Steve Fuller says, excluding South Florida, does ECU have anyone that could start for another AAC team? Hmm. Brandon Suggs could start for any team in the country. Although he doesn't start for ECU. So he is excluded <laughs> from this conversation. Okay. That was awkward. Um, let's Vance see. Vance Jackson, maybe? Yeah. Vance Jackson. Could you sneak um, Tristan Newton in anywhere, do you think? If not, he'd be a really good six man. But yeah. he probably would start for another team. So That might be it, though. Steve, I hear your point. Um let's go get a win tonight though how about that let's do it let's let's go do that uh oh yeah i meant to ask that music that was playing have you guys ever been to a rave bum, bum, dun, dun, bum, dun. like a big like a party just basically with loud music where you can't hear the people that you're around well a, a rave no no a rave is like an all-night thing in like a warehouse right and you take weird drugs and dance for like eight hours how do you know what you're asking me on live radio if i've ever done that never i know the answer we are yes i have (laughs) (laughs) every what this week i mean really (laughs) i think we might be the most three unrave guys in america (laughs) (laughs) i'm not Uh, a rave guy at all Nah, i'm not a rave i wasn't raised that way do you want to uh you think we should throw one here at the studio and who's coming i don't we'll just invite everybody and who's coming everybody everybody just because you invite them doesn't mean they're coming no well we, we will find out when we get there when we, when the lights hit and we break out the glow sticks yeah invite molly 
Mike Molly, you a big rave guy? <laughs> well, uh, Molly's uh, coming in here in a moment. We'll ask him. Uh, Mike P asked, what's on the Sugboat Buffet, a.k.a. the Sugfay tonight? I had some, uh, what I like to call some za for lunch. <laughs> za. Okay. I saw the za back in the raw. I, back in the back raw. I don't think I've ever seriously called it za. I've heard some of my friends say it. Do you just want to smack them? I, I just, I will know. Do I want to? I, I, I knock them out. I knock them the hell out. Just straight out. Don't ever say that. <laughs> I had some pizza pie earlier for lunch, so I'm feeling a little, uh, I know I don't look it, but I'm feeling a little fat right now. Fat! So I want to go something lighter, like a wrap. Like a, Jack lighter? A salad. Owl, Jack. Maybe a... I, I want a chef salad, so I want a, a salad bar. How about you, CJ? What do you I want I was tonight? thinking a little a little more extravagant tonight, like right. a like a steak and baked potato. Like a bull steak. Maybe we should incorporate the opponent into what we eat. Genius. Yeah. What are we eating for Wichita State? Wichita steak. <laughs> You're not on the boat. Well, it would have to be. I'm just giving suggestions from the doc. It would have to be something wheat based, right? Yeah, I like guess. Turkey on wheat. Something genius. Wheat. Wheaties. What? I don't know if oh, I've, I'm going to go hungry. I don't know if I've ever had Wheaties I before. Uh, Steve Hill. Exactly. Steve says he'll come to the rave. Another very non rave guy. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> it's just us four standing around. Chandler's the DJ. <laughs> you look like a, a DJ. <laughs> you're, you're good at this. The Chandler. backwards hat and the hand on one ear. <laughs> the hand on one ear. That did it. On the headphone. Oh, it's not done. And you're, uh, you always have a finger on. <laughs> you're not really even doing anything. It just looks like you are hitting buttons you're getting trouble Shirley's gonna get mad at you <laughs> what's she gonna do from tampa oh <laughs> dude sup all shirley <laughs> you better watch it buddy you are on thin ice all right let's uh take a time oh here we go oh, dad's here you gotta no. stop messing around molly's here <laughs> oh, geez. we will talk baseball there's that music <laughs> again that what a jam we'll get molly's thoughts on the waste management open We've been waiting for this all week. <laughs> really? We'll uh, talk a little everything with Mike Mullis when he joins us right after these words. to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back ube has been an ecu tradition for over 50 years shop online anytime at piratewear.com ube has the biggest and best selection of ecu sportswares and accessories for pirates of all ages every day is game day at ube now let's head back into prl here's your host clip rock all righty thank you chandler honeycutt cj schaefer producing today softball shirley on the road down in Tampa, where the Pirates will be playing basketball tonight, getting her softball on. Still doing it all these years later, Mike Mullis. Shirley Rhodes, the athlete, 
Just she, can't take can't take the softball out of her. No, take the softball, take the girl out of softball, but you can't take softball out of the girl. There you go. Well said, Molly. How you doing, man? I'm good, buddy. I haven't seen you in a while. Well, you hadn't. That that would explain it. Well, uh, rough one on the course today for Harold Varner the third playing at the Genesis. That's out in California. Mm-hmm. Playing at Riviera. Plus five on the day uh, for his opening round was still in the course at last check. Uh, but he is coming off a tournament where he missed the cut. And then previous to that, Molly, we saw him win in a stacked field, right? Over, yeah, uh, a good field. Yeah, for sure. The best field of that weekend. Uh, the best field of any of his of his, career, of his wins, of his wins yeah. which is you know kind of it's a small body of work. But And he has two wins now, and they have both not been on American soil. I've got a theory. Okay, let's hear it. My, my theory is that Harold is a East Carolina guy, as we've discussed before. Actually, Troy and I discussed that when you were uh, uh, on hiatus there. But in true pirate spirit, I'm not sure that he can win uh, anywhere that serves his favorite libation, which appears to be Bud Light. Hmm. So I think his chances are better in uh, non-Bud Light serving countries. Uh- or areas because i was thinking is there like a salt lakes like a utah mormon type tournament maybe where there's no alcoholic maybe. beverages inside and, and obviously i'm, I'm kidding <laughs> right. i think i think he'll do fine but it is uh just interesting it is interesting that because we were literally a group talking about it and i looked it up and and saw that in in salty where he won you know a couple weeks ago uh budweiser all these major uh booze distributors or, or, or manufacturers have a very tough time in creating inroads into those markets because of the salty culture and the you know the, the kind of frowned upon idea of consuming alcoholic beverages well your theory would make sense as to why he was two and done last week because all that was happening that is there, a party yeah that whole thing's a party and you come off he just won million bucks and plus you know whatever his appearance fee was uh, i would have probably uh, erred on the side of having a good time last weekend in phoenix as well all right molly the million dollar question we've talked about it all week we've heard from fake mike mullis and got his thoughts on what happened uh how about real mike mullis the the celebration, the throwing beer onto the greens, all that. What do you think? Good I, or good or bad? I, I mean, I, I, the hole of one's one thing. The hole of one, they had a you know hole of one celebration, yeah. and then JT had a chip in, same hole, and they did the whole the same thing again. I, I mean, I think number one, I think you're putting the players in danger. It is interesting then when when it happens at a Tennessee football game, everybody is like scared and leaving the field. And then the same thing's happening in the golf tournament, but it's like a happy thing, so nobody really scatters. They all just kind of sit there and watch it. I saw a guy taking pictures that looked like he was part of the event, like as a representative. Well, the problem is it is an anomaly in golf. It's like the most anti-golf thing that could happen, so I think it's kind of cool like the first time. Right. But now it's like, okay – Hey, we've done this. We don't want to beat the green up. We don't want to you know, hit anybody. The delay in play, the game is already, you know, takes as much time as it takes. I don't see where it's a positive. It needs to be something that uh, is done all the time. I can tell you at a place like Augusta, <laughs> that, you know, there's yeah. no chance. Uh, but that tournament has become the anti-golf golf tournament with, yeah. you know, with the with the, 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 the stadium green there uh, at the par three. So, I mean, I – you know and that is i'd never really i knew the waste management is where guys heckle and cheer and get loud and act a little more rowdy than they would at other courses i this is the first year i've seen the actual 
par three setup where it's like its own stadium. It is. It's and 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 they, you know, and it is a um, it it is a golf event that is tailgated for. I mean, it, you know, they, they get there early, they stake their claim, they start, you know, start having a few drinks early. Uh, by the time it gets later in the day, you know, three four hours in, you have to expect that. Um, you know, things are going to be amplified a little bit and people have their, uh, you know, liquid courage running through them. So, uh, but I, I mean, I, I don't, do I want to see it happen all the time? No. Yeah, it happened. Okay. It, but I guess it was cool. Whatever. Let's move on. But I, um, it, you know, it certainly is not, uh, it's not golf. It was going on the same weekend as the Super Bowl. In fact, the final round was the same day as the Super Bowl. I am going to assume it's the same weekend next year. The Super Bowl next year, Molly, is in Arizona. Now, I don't know the proximity to where the Cardinals play and to where this event is, but it sounds like a giant party is coming to Arizona next And, and you know what? They may opt not to do that. They may opt not to have them on the same weekend. To do weekend. it another weekend. Yeah, to do it another weekend because it, it would it – how much would it deter from the golf tournament? It wouldn't take anything away from the Super Bowl. I don't think it's the – you know the fans of the community that attend the super bowl you know i think it's right. people coming in from all over but but yeah i mean that would be a great time to be uh what in the scottsdale area uh if 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 that's if that's the case all right talking some golf with mike mullis uh you know golf and weather yeah, popping nice up here. Out. yeah good stuff and maybe the best opening weekend weather for ecu baseball that i can recall gonna be some rain tomorrow perhaps right and it's gonna get a little cooler but it's not freezing Sleep. No, no, I, you know, I, it, it, I, I don't know. I guess the decision is to stay the course and maybe were well, they back in the first game up a little bit or, or maybe trying to go at four. I guess four o'clock start time. It's a four, yeah. So I, you know, um, but but a doubleheader on Saturday, if it were necessary, wouldn't be a terrible thing because, like you said, it's going to be you know high fifty eight and they could squeeze two games in in the a bulk of the sunlight. So, but yeah, you're right. It should be a good weekend and. Um, you know, and it's always fun, man. And when they get it started back up, and and you know, we've I've been over and seen uh, uh, Pitt play a, a time or two. I actually caught them on the road at Barton, and uh, so there's college baseball going. It's it's you know, it's hard to believe we we're, we're at it again. We talked to our uh, pirate players inside the players' lounge on Mondays. We'll be doing that each and every week, and was supposed to do this yesterday. Had to reschedule due to Pitt Community College practice, but. Uh, Pitt outfielder Shea Ward and some of his teammates are going to drop by next week and yeah, talk cool. about Pitt baseball. So, yeah. uh, Tommy Eason and the guys underway, and uh, we'll keep you updated on how the Bulldogs do this year as well. Molly, uh, ECU takes a hit before they can even take the field. Carson Wisenhunt, the ace, the lefty, uh, was penciled in to be your Friday guy for East Carolina this week and this year. Well, he has been suspended for violating a team rule, according to cliff godwin so he is not in the rotation this weekend we'll see what that means moving forward but not the news you want to get uh, a couple of days ahead of your opener uh, cliff godwin says his staff is deep his team is deep but that is a, a tough guy to replace your friday guy yeah i you know and I, I think it's uh yeah it's it's obviously unfortunate it's it's uh it's unfortunate regardless of where the guy is in your um kind of in your pecking order and what your expectations are for the season and you've worked hard to get here and you know, you, you kind of even lay out situational guys. Hey, if we get here, we, we may want this guy. So to lose, you know, arguably maybe your best arm, definitely a, a really good left-handed arm, um, you know, project a first-rounder. Uh, yeah. To lose him, uh, I, I think, and again, speaking just from my thoughts, I, I would think the, the, the disappointment of him not being able to participate um, – obviously is one thing but i think the disappointment of the time investment in this guy now he's supposed to be 
you know your guy he's supposed to be your donkey and he apparently clearly has made a decision that wasn't a very good one uh but that's the beauty of 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 you know recruiting and and feeling uh good about your team and having some depth and it's it truly is you know the next guy's got to do it and it could have been an injury. I mean, we've seen this before with, you know, Gavin Williams a couple years ago, broken finger. So, I mean, it happens. It's it's part of the game uh, that you lose guys. It's very unfortunate in this situation that you've had somebody that has spent time and invested the energy and effort and uh, now, you know, has made a decision that will um, forfeit his opportunity to start on Friday night in mm-hmm. the home opener. Molly, you talked to a lot of folks inside the program and around outside the program. Do you know – anything about jake hunter at all or i don't yeah i don't and i've seen them scrimmage a few times and i've not seen him but i i, I tell you what i know about him just by him being named the sunday starters he's probably a stud so apparently I mean, he mowed him down last sunday at practice uh cliff godwin said he stacked the lineup against him and he went four plus no runs one hit chandler only gave him one hit yeah so and that was and you know godwin we compared it to like spring ball where the defense dominates where you're angry at the offense Godwin, yeah, he was happy about Hunter, but said he took it to Worrell and Agnos sure. and those guys. Why sure. are you not hitting this kid? Well, this and that's guy. the thing that, you know, that's like, and we, we've talked about this every year going into the opening week is you, you want to see your guys pitch well, but you'd like to see your guys hit well. So it's kind of like, how do you know exactly where you're at until you roll them out there? So, I mean, I, you know, I, again, you know, they've recruited this club. They, they know what's in there. They know what's in the dugout. They know what's in the locker room. And, um, you know, I, I, again, it gives another guy a chance. And, and, you know, we'll just have to move forward. Hopefully, uh, whatever issue it is, it gets resolved. And, uh, you know, we get to see Carson pitch for the Pirates in the next weeks or so. You got any names, Mully? Uh, hearing a lot about McChrystal, uh, the catcher. Uh, what's the uh, Trey Savage, the pitcher, a young no. guy? Any of these freshmen or you've seen or heard about that you're yeah, excited I, to see? I think you hit the nail on the head with both those guys. Uh, Savage, just from what I saw, great break, uh, great breaking ball. Um, I mean, I like the the freshman catcher. Uh, you know, I, I mean, again, I, I think they've they've definitely improved in some areas, and, and then it'll be. Look, we didn't we didn't go into last season thinking Connor Norby yep. would do what he was what he did or because he was coming off that shortened season right. where we were like it's yeah. probably a little fluky, right? Yeah, was, uh, yeah. yeah, but now you you know we're going into this year with some unknowns, you've got some guys that got a lot of great abs in the summer. Uh, you know, I, man, it, it's college baseball. You, you roll them out there, uh, they you know they'll, they'll spend. They'll spend a period of time trying to figure out, they being the coaching staff, trying to figure out what works chemistry-wise and what works matchups-wise. And uh, but I, you know, I, 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 how would you think anything other than East Carolina baseball is going to be just fine? I know. Yeah, the results are the results uh, from the past. Molly, I, I, you know, I, don't, I know you're not a speculate guy like this, but who is the the Packard the the Norby? I guess the Burley. I mean, who's the I, best candidate? to be that is it moylan is it Worrell? is it agnos i mean moylan reminds me some of Brickhouse more than With some the of the size. other guys uh i mean you know i think i mean i expect I feel like if Worrell could really put it together like he well, is well and that's the, yeah, he's really cl- and he you have seen it in streaks yeah i mean i i, I think uh agnos is a guy that i would start to think okay we, you know maybe see a little something there um you know makarevich there's nothing wrong with him i mean so you know it's it's but what the people you just compared him to are fir- first and second round draft pick, yeah. you know, led the country. And I mean, that's, that's, that's a yeah. tall order. Yeah. 
no doubt and remember it doesn't have to come from any one place production is production right i mean it's 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 just score more than they do and and you'll win every game so it's i mean it doesn't have to be uh any one dude you know doing it uh molly what are your uh your folks telling you about the teams in the state wolfpack going to be the real deal again this year what about carolina you have to think so i you know in carolina i think is um you know they're looking to you know you got scott forbes going into his second full season down there and you're um you know it seems like he's been there longer than that but they had the uh, he's been there so long anyway and then taking over in the head job um, which they were kind of down that's last yeah year, that's right? kind of where i was going with that is you would expect them to you know to, to want to prove a point that they are still uh carolina baseball so but i i mean i think uh man when we've talked about it a lot on the air and off the air the the strength of of the baseball uh in you know within a four-hour radius of here is is extremely impressive and i i don't you know no reason to think it would be anything but that i you know campbell's gonna be good uh i mean i, I just you know it goes it goes on and on i i, I think we're gonna see some quality opponents i would think uh unc charlotte uh you know the, their club they they they, they kind of got some last minute pieces last year they had a, a true freshman starting for them at second base. They played some shortstop. I mean, but I gave the I, Pirates you know, a scare. Gave the Pirates a scare. So I, you know, I think the 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 uh, state of the union for the state of North Carolina baseball is 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 uh, a good is a positive. Molly, well, I was listening to uh, Pick Central's uh, a barstool show that I like the daily, and they were talking. They have a couple of guys from the South. One went to Mississippi State. One went to Ole Miss. They love college baseball. Sure, they talk about it couple other guys from new york that barely know college baseball is the thing and even the mississippi state guys said today because they were talking about that they talk a lot of gambling they were like you know we need college baseball lines every day and the mississippi state guy was even like i don't know i don't know if there's interest so what if like the major league baseball talk delays everything i mean is there a chance college baseball could uh, become more popular nationally or is it still is it always going to be a niche thing to you? I, well see i don't think it's i think it's far less niche than it's been before i think we've seen it like in my time of of from being in high school and playing where the college world series was that week and that was what you got of college baseball you there was no other exposure to it i want to say was it, it used to be on like cbs when i, when well, I, was I mean, it was on espn and then they would flip it over to cbs the only two things you would get like that that were non-major league baseball were the little league world series and, and the, the college, college world, world series. series yeah but the college world series was a lot easier game to watch for for non educated if you will fan because it was home run after home run and you know what i mean <laughs> metal it was, bat, yeah ding, metal ding. that's right yeah. and, and ball flying out of the old rosenblatt so yeah. and then we saw it kind of go the other way right when they said hey we're gonna build the new ballpark and then they get in the new ballpark they dumb the bats down and then you have a college world series that had like one home run mm-hmm. so that turned off i think we found the middle ground uh and i i, I mean what you have, in my opinion, with people watching, especially the college World Series or late in the college season, is affiliation through alumni. It's the beauty of college athletics, right? It's you, you don't have to be a huge baseball fan, but if East Carolina's playing, let's go to tiebreakers and watch the game just through. So I, I think you're getting more and more of that. There's well, also I, and you, you're a guy. You say you like ESPN Plus. I love it. That's what I was just getting ready to say. Watch you can watch, yeah. And I, I mean, I will watch. I'll watch random games just to see how the teams are, just yeah. to see, you know. Uh, but, no, I, I mean, between the advent of the ACC, SEC network, and then what plus runs anyway, um, man, you can catch 
lots of good games every day of the week you are starting to see more and they'll throw it on like the the fox sports channel or whatever like you said acc network but kind of flipping around you'll catch a weekend baseball game where in years past you wouldn't well i was at lunch today uh and saw that uh auburn was playing somebody in softball was being televised i don't know if that was a replay from last year but just a cool thing that you're seeing these sports that are maybe one level down from what you typically expect with football and basketball but uh one level down from an exposure standpoint but i think there's already been a a commitment i read somewhere that espn said that uh on their platforms they would have 2200 college baseball games this year good stuff yeah so all right uh mully and and i mean could you hate major league baseball any more than you do man i mean you you were done before all this crap and it's it's just it's it's sad it's sad to see i mean but man the reality that i've come to is that any any form phase or whatever of athletics right now is just a little bit different than it's ever been before Mm -hmm. and that i mean i think that has across the board uh, across the board so i mean it's um you know what again not following the nba nearly like a lot of folks do but the stuff that's going on in in, in the nba you know harden goes gets the big contract decides he don't want to be there babies his way out of it they train him ben simmons still isn't ready to play but he has his own press conference and i mean it's the whole Kyrie's played uh like yeah, 16 games this year that's right and the, but the, the visiting team could come in there and their guys don't have to be i mean I, <laughs> yeah. I, how do you yeah it, it is a soap opera I just, it's an absolute soap opera we're chandler and i we're hornets fans we just watch the hornets and go on about our life and watch it as a basketball game yeah but I, there's a lot it's, cr- it's crazy around it all it's crazy i mean and i you know i i, I don't uh but you know baseball's in a bad place right now but and, and again we've talked about this in the past that baseball is so, it's it's so delicate the viewership or the fan base now anyway the last thing that they need to do is further fracture that and but that clearly looks like you know that's that's either going to happen or in some ways is happening right now with people just tired of millionaires arguing with billionaires heck we talk about you know it's still somewhat difficult to find a college baseball game it's easier to watch college baseball than major league baseball oh yeah it's it's readily available that's kind of bad if you're major league baseball it's readily available to you yeah and i I mean i i don't know where the game goes i really think we end up with a game that is um and when i say globally we end up with a game that's more comparable to the fan base of cricket where it's very uh very localized to areas of the world that grew up love it's not like soccer soccer uh is exploding uh i mean lacrosse seems to be digging in lots of places that it otherwise hadn't existed so but i, I think baseball's fan base is going the is kind of going the other direction and it, it'll it'll just be the instead of the national pastime it's the counties yeah it's the, i mean it's you know it, neighborhood pastime. The, the the fervor and love for youth baseball doesn't seem to be greatly diminished yeah. but but it's but that too is a very different game with the travel yeah and i mean with the, you know just the the it seems like the game is all about exposure now and in a lot of and, and this may tick folks off but in my opinion it, it, the 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 growing up in the game is all about where you're going to play next year people forget to play the game that you're in right now yeah it's you know point. you hear it a lot that hey we're playing travel ball to get ready for all-stars and then we're you know we're to play all-stars to get ready to go to win a high school state championship well i mean if you go out and play the game every time you get a chance and play it at your high skill set and give it all you've got, all those other things are going to happen if they're meant to happen. Sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. And you could say, all right, well, let's get back to the basics. Let's just go the local route. But if you're a parent, I mean, 
you you don't want your kid left behind you know you almost have to stay with the trend right or do you i I, I don't know i don't know that there's there's a right answer answer. i mean i think it's does 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 your child um and this applies baseball softball volleyball you know cheerleading it doesn't matter if it's a passion for them uh let you know let them chase it but i I, but i say uh kind of put an asterisk on that and let them chase it for the right reasons and, and that's to be the best they can be and enjoy the competition with their teammates that they have right now next year will take care of itself molly good chat what did you think in there uh fake molly uh, it was good i mean why do you care about my opinion all the time i will we, say chandler uh, i do have a request and I, this is what what request do you is, want this is coming to to you from several fo- if you could minimize the screaming in the microphone that'd be a great thing because i think you blew a couple speakers in different vehicles wow okay so all just right. you know well, i won't maybe I bring I, that bring right. that down just a little all bit right. all right all right okay. all, all right. right much better all right I mean, you, you sound like a really bad elvis <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you oh thank you <laughs> molly thanks for joining us man absolutely molly has left the building we'll take a time out come back uh billy weaver my cohort on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show will join me when we return we'll talk uh, everything going on in the world of sports after this Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the close to 51,000 followers today at PR927FM. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right. Thank you, Chandler Honeycutt. CJ Schaefer here as well. Mike Mullis just heading out. Billy Weaver heading in. We're going to talk to my co-host on the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Call-In Show, Billy Weaver. He joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Weave, how you doing today, man? Doing great, Cliff. How you doing? Doing good. Getting ready for some Pirate Baseball. East Carolina will take the diamond coming up Friday, 4 o'clock, to open up the season against Bryant. Three-game set. And uh, we've the, the big news, of course, uh, East Carolina's ace, the lefty, Carson Wisenhunt, has been suspended, as Cliff Godwin put it yesterday, violation of team rule, uh, singular. And that's about all he said about it. That means it'll be Garrett Saylor getting the ball in game one for the Pirates. Uh, Jake Kuchmaner, the veteran, on Saturday. And then Jake Hunter, who, uh, man, he was the talk Monday on Pirate Radio Live when we had the players in on the players lounge sounds like he uh has had a good off season and really looked good last weekend so they're going to give him the ball on sunday but uh carson wisenhunt out this week we'll have to see what that means for the remainder of the year obviously not the news you want heading into your uh your season opener though no not at all but uh the good news is is that east carolina's pitching staff is very deep and and uh you know Coach Godwin had said, if you know, if anything, anybody, I don't remember. I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but if anybody is devastated by this and thinks that this is going to be uh, a major blow for us, then go ahead and turn in your uniform now. Uh, and that—that's what you want from your head coach is to tell these guys, "Hey, look, this is an All-American. I get that. 
Uh, he's our Friday starter. I get that as well. Um, you know, with him, we are a better team. I also get that. But let me just stress that we are a good team without him. No disrespect to, to Carson Wisenhunt, but as a head coach, and especially with the depth that, uh, that Coach Godwin has in not only the pitching staff but on this entire roster, these guys have got to know that they've got to be able to battle through adversity all year, be it with a suspension, an injury. You never know when an injury is going to pop up at any time, uh, and it could be your best player on the team. You got to go out and make, uh, you know, make do with what you have and be confident in what you have. So I, I agree with uh, the way Coach Godwin has handled this situation. Now, as a fan of sports, as an ECU fan, it uh, personally, I think it's a big blow for him. Uh, it can't not be. I mean, you just look at his resume. You look at a guy that you know could be a first round draft pick in Major League Baseball's draft. Um, you know, he's a big lefty. Uh, he's going to be your Friday night starter. That's, it's going to be hard. Uh, he's going to be missed. Will it be hard to overcome? I mean, I, I don't know if I want to use those words. I think the, the Pirates can overcome that problem. Uh, now it becomes a situation of how long is Carson Wisenhunt going to be out? Is this going to be a season-long thing? And from what I've been hearing, and I, I guess it's probably now that since I'm officially out of the media that people are a little willing more willing now to talk to me and tell me things that, that they would normally when I was in the media. Yeah. Um, from what I'm gathering from folks that I know close to the situation, it's, it doesn't look really good. Um, this is something that could – let me just say this is just something that could last more than this, uh, this first weekend series. And that, that's not good news for the Pirates. Yeah, and yesterday, it, I mean, it, it sounded like, and, and I made it sound like, that it would be a, a one-week deal, one weekend, and we'll uh, see him back at Chapel Hill. Maybe I'll, I'll backtrack off that some. And uh, civilian Billy Weaver joining us has uh, has the info now that people will talk to him. When you were wearing the, uh, the old TV shirt, nobody would, would give you this information. Yeah, you know, they're always afraid. Well, (laughs) they're afraid to tell you anything off the record. And it's funny because, uh, you know, I still had gotten those looks, and I even said, hey, I'm I'm not in the media anymore. This is not my job. Of course, I do come on pirate radio and (laughs) all that. But, you know, it's it's from just from what I'm hearing, it's not not a good situation. Um, And I, I just, I just hope that. You know, my, my source is wrong on this. Billy, we were joining us. We've, uh, should be potentially some, uh, some really good opening weekend crowds. Usually when baseball rolls around that first series, uh, in February, we're seeing temperatures in like the thirties and forties. Now there's some rain in the forecast. I'm looking at it now for Friday, but looks like that's going to be all gone by around noon. So you would think if that holds up by four o'clock, it's going to be around 60 on Friday and uh, ready for some baseball. And then looking into the weekends, it won't be the 75 that we're seeing today, but it'll be, uh, looks like, above uh, 50 at least for those first couple games, which is going to be chilly. But it's not the you know 38, 42 uh, degree temperatures we've seen for some of these openers in years past. Oh, yeah, I can remember uh, a couple years back that I had taken a picture out at Clark Claire Stadium of a snow-covered field. I think it was a week before uh, opening day. Um, and, you know, with Eastern North Carolina, if you've been here more than two days, you understand uh, the weather can, can change drastically here in Eastern North Carolina, especially this time of year. Like today would be a perfect day 
to play baseball. I mean, it's beautiful, sunny outside, little breezy. Um, and then, you know, we could get 50, 40 degree. Temp- you just never know. But the good thing is, is the forecast does look pretty good. Um, the one thing I'm most impressed about with this ECU baseball program and the team and the fans and everything is for the first time, I don't ever remember uh, in my 22, 23 years here, you know, covering ECU athletics of season tickets being sold out. Um, that's huge. That yeah. goes to show you the, you know, the excitement around this program. And I, I think the Pirates, no matter what the weather is going to be like, there's going to be a good contingency of fans every game out at Clark LeClaire Stadium. And that just bodes well for the Pirates because we've seen how, how, how well um, – the, the Pirates play when they feed off the fans there at Clark Claire. Billy Weaver joining us. We've talked to Jeff Charles yesterday. Uh, he is now in Tampa getting ready for East Carolina, South Florida, coming up tonight in hoops at 7 o'clock. And he said that uh, these matchups in years past have not been very pleasing on the eyes. I joked first to, to 50 could win tonight. The total is at 130, so maybe – First to 60, 65 uh, wins tonight between these two struggling teams. East Carolina, 3-9 and nine in league play. South Florida, 2-10. and 10. Pirates have a road win this year. We picked it up last week against Tulsa, trying to pick up road win number two tonight. And uh, bad second-half performance, really a great performance by SMU on Saturday. So the Pirates looking to get that taste out of their mouths when they hit the court tonight, 7 o'clock. Yeah, it was a it was a bad second half for ECU against SMU. I was at that game, and you know, I, if I remember correctly, I think they were only down three points at halftime. Yeah. In that second half, SMU just kind of turned it, you know, put it into another gear. But then, you know, the Pirates. There was a lot of self inflicted wounds from the Pirates. I mean, you know, ECU shot I think six of twenty two from three point range. That's under thirty percent. You know, the Pirates have to be successful. Uh, when shooting the threes. And we saw that early in the season. You know, a lot of those guys were hitting threes and, and playing really well. You know, the the Pirates, they've got to uh, they've got to make sure that they uh, they protect the basketball as well. I think SMU scored 22 points off of 13 ECU turnovers. Mm. That's just, you know, that's, that's a recipe for disaster right there. So the Pirates tonight, they're going to have to protect the basketball and they're going to have to shoot the three. The good thing is, is that, you know, the team they're playing tonight has struggled as well. Um, and I think they lost to Tulane last time at home. Yeah, I got beat pretty bad by Tulane just a couple nights ago. That was uh, Tuesday night, Weave. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, they could probably still be reeling from that or, you know, they could be rallying the truth. Anytime you go on the road, um, and I've said this time and time again, and I think everybody in, in ECU's program has said this, when you go on the road, especially in basketball, it's tough to win. But the Pirates have, like you would mentioned, they went on the road and they beat Tulsa. That was a big win for them, and uh, hopefully they can do the same on this two-game road trip before coming back home. Yeah, Pirates take on Central Florida coming up Sunday at 2, and then they'll be back home uh, next Wednesday in Menji's Coliseum as they will welcome in South Florida, the team they're facing tonight. So these two teams will face off two times in less than a week. All right, we've uh, let's tie a bow on the Super Bowl. Rams knocking off the Bengals. Uh, game got a little stale and boring there at the, uh, in the second half. Uh, I guess credit to the defenses, but the Rams scored when they needed to. Looked like we might have some overtime, but they get the stop on fourth and one. Overall, uh, what did you think of Super Bowl 56? Uh, overall, it was entertaining. I mean, there was nothing that was going to 
you know, match up to the early round games in the playoffs yeah. just were I mean, I mean, they were just amazing games, and you kind of knew going into the Super Bowl, unless there was something uh, just absolutely dramatic. And you know, if if they were, if those two teams would have, you know, the Rams and the Bengals had gone up and down the field against each other, score for score for score, and then a dramatic ending where it goes into overtime, and then maybe another dramatic. That's the only way it would have topped it. I mean, it really would. So I, we were kind of set up for. Uh, for failure, so to speak, but I thought it was an entertaining game. I was just, I was just happy that it came down to the end of the game. And you know, towards the end of the game, I thought the Bengals. You know, I, I know this is not a popular stance, um, and we could debate about this forever and ever. But I think it, if I remember correctly, there's about a, a minute forty-eight, minute fifty left on the clock. The Rams are on the one-yard line. Um, both teams had three timeouts left. I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? The Rams have got first and goal from the one. There's a, a minute 48, I think it was. Um, they're going to go four times. They're, I mean, they're going to run four times. They they, they had to because they were down four. I'm thinking if you're the Bengals, let them score. Uh, I know yeah. that's not popular. And, and they did score, but the Bengals had wasted – well, not wasted, but they had to use a timeout uh, down there. So they used one of their timeouts. The, the Bengals could have gotten the, the – ball back with almost two minutes left on the clock and three timeouts and that's plenty of time for it to make something happen which they still had plenty of time to, to go down and score uh and, and win the ball game or force an overtime uh but yeah Aaron Donald had something to say about that so it was it was an entertaining game there for you know the reasons I was pulling for the Bengals is because of the local connection obviously John yeah. Smith you know with the with the connections to ECU and uh you know there there's um, uh, just reasons that I I wanted the Bengals to win, but I, there were reasons that I was happy, and one of those was Aaron Donald. I mean, he he had a heck of a game. There was talk of him um, retiring, and I think he's going to come back for one more, according to the parade celebration. So. Uh, but overall, it was a pretty good Super Bowl. I was entertained for sure. Billy, we were joining us. That let them score, try to stop them stuff. That's it's a fascinating debate, and it's easy to do from our couches and our Super Bowl parties, Billy. But when you're on the sidelines and you're facing the heat, and it's the Super Bowl, that's a really tough call to make. I remember, and I can't remember what game it was. Maybe you do, but we had this discussion with east carolina and mike houston uh last football season it might have been one of the close losses it might even have been one of the close wins i don't recall the game exactly but do you let this team score and uh because they're likely going to score and you you want to try to get the ball back but uh one of those things that it's a uh a decision that a coach has to make and and live with there yeah, and it's one of those decisions that it's only a good decision if you win the game. <laughs> if it works, yeah. Because if you if you yeah if you don't win the game, then you're going to be criticized big time. But then again, I mean, you're going to be crit- either way. If you don't win the game, you're going to be criticized whether you did or didn't. So it, it's just a tough call. It really is. And like you said, it's easy for us to make that call from the couch. That's I think it was I- Billy the uh, was it the UCF game? They scored with 23 seconds left. I think it was that one. Uh, where they took the lead over East Carolina, where we were saying let them score earlier. Uh, you know, it was one of yeah. one of those calls. Let them score. Because I, in, in my in my perspective, I just think I would always rather have the ball in my hand with a chance to either tie or win yeah. at the end, rather rather than to have you know let 
I would rather my defense have the ball with a chance to win than put that on my – or my offense a chance to have the ball than my defense on the field. I don't know if folks are tired of hearing about Cooper Cup at this point, but we just saw a, a historic season weave. And these numbers, uh, I had them last night in a, a trivia question at Sports Trivia. But Cooper Cup just had the most all-time yards by a wide margin uh, receiving yards in the regular season and postseason combined. So 2012, Calvin Johnson had 1,964 yards. Now, to Calvin's credit, he... I'm assuming they did not win a playoff game, so he did not have a full playoffs to pad these numbers. Uh, the greatest of all time, Jerry Rice, 1995, had 1,965 yards. Larry Fitz, 2008-1977. Cooper Cup this year, we've had 2,425 yards regular season, postseason, and did not have a huge Super Bowl until that final drive. He had, what, three catches on that last drive, including the touchdown that won it for the Rams, and uh, that's why he was named Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, I was glad to see him get Super Bowl MVP as well because after that game when they were – uh, you know, the game had just wrapped up, and before they had done all the celebration on the field and kind of named the MVP, uh, some of the guys that were at the house with me, I said, you know, my vote goes to Cooper Cup. I had told them, I said, but he's not going to get it. They're going to give it to Stafford. They love giving it to the QB, right? Yeah, they do. They do. But I was very happy to see that Cooper Cup. I thought he was very deserving yeah. of that. Uh, and if you look at the MVP voting, he was the only one besides the quarterback to even get a vote for MVP. So, and to do that with Beckham out, Higby didn't play. You know, he lost Robert Woods earlier in the year. He, I mean, the Bengals had to know that's who they were going to, and he was still able to to get open, make plays. Oh, absolutely! Because with OBJ out, like you said, they uh, they were able to double team him and just kind of really, you know, with those two on the field at the same time, you just you just have a hard time covering both of those guys and. Um, you know, when OBJ, he was having a heck of a first half until he went out. So, you know, for Cooper to be able to do that in that situation, I think that definitely even kind of adds to the fact that he should have been the MVP. Billy Weaver joining us. We've coming up at five o'clock. Troy D and I have our two man, no knowledge fantasy NASCAR draft. Uh, we don't really know much about NASCAR and, and the, uh, the drivers and how it goes, but we, play fantasy anyway because it gives us something to look forward to on sundays you uh do follow it weave so give me a little advice so two years ago it was uh chase elliott was it hamlin harvick i think that won all the races uh, last year it was kyle larson who just won everything uh so how about this year does larson dominate again uh if not who uh who rises to the top with kyle larson well, I think Denny Hamlin's one you got to put up there. Kyle Larson, definitely. Chase Elliott. Um, I think Legato's going to be up there as well. Um, you know, Ryan Blaney, I think, would be another good one. There's a there's a bunch of good drivers, but I think that, you know, the cream of the crop always seems to ride. Those are the guys. Uh, you know, Kevin Harvick, you got to put in there as well. So if I, was, if I was drafting, though, I think Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin would be my top two. Okay. Uh, we usually, if we, when we talk to you, ask you uh, to pick a winner for the upcoming race. That's almost uh, impossible to do for the Daytona 500. But do you have uh, do you have a winner in mind? Do you have a long shot? What do you think about Sunday? Well, Hamlin has got to be one of the favorites. I think Hamlin's actually the odds-on favorite to win this by uh, by the odds makers because he's he's the only driver in the field with multiple. 
uh, Daytona 500 wins. Hmm. Larson obviously sitting on the pole. Him and Alex Bowman, so you got a an all Hendrick uh, front row on the uh, on the pole for the Daytona 500. Of course, the rest of the field will be set up uh, tonight. So tonight's going to be a fun night for me because I'll, I'll watch the ECU game and then obviously watch. FS1, two for the dual races at Daytona because that'll set the rest of the field for the Daytona 500. What? In qualifying, you know, oh no, go ahead. During, during qualifying, if you know Daytona, it's it's one of the only time, it's actually the only time during the year that, that qualifying is done this way that you run qualifying laps uh, and you get the pole position and the outside pole sitter and then the rest of the field is set up by two dual races and that's that's part of what makes Daytona so much fun yeah. and uh, so unique. We've how about the and there, there maybe there's some new rules. NASCAR seems to be always changing the rules, but new car this year, right? Well, what's the difference in the car on the track uh, as opposed to previous years? To tell you the truth, to kind of put it in layman's terms, it's more of a cookie cutter car. Um, I I don't know. You know, you got a lot of guys. These cars. Um, it's funny because these cars are a lot of the parts and pieces are all not necessarily interchangeable, but they're all kind of made by the same manufacturers and all that stuff, um, which is actually uh, causing uh, not a controversy, but causing a little bit of a problem because me being in the car business now, um, we're dealing with um, low inventory. And that's because of the chip shortage. That's because of uh, production shortages. Uh, you know, the deal with uh, truck drivers and things like that. So we have an inventory shortage. Well, how about this? Now with this next generation car, NASCAR is having a, uh, a an inventory shortage. Yeah. So these, these teams that were usually able to bring two and three cars for each driver uh, down to Daytona, you have extra cars. They don't have that. And with this being a new car, that's part of the problem. They don't have the parts and pieces. Uh, to fix these cars. So that's why you'll see, uh, that's why I'm thinking tonight during the duels, you won't see as many people taking chances, right. especially guys that are already in the field and they know they're going to be running well, they've qualified well. The guys that are going to take the chances are the guys that are, are trying to get into the field uh, because quite simply, these guys don't want to wreck their race cars. Interesting. They if, yeah. They know if they do, it's it's hard to get parts. Yeah. And who would have thought in this day, I mean, it's just the weirdest, that's just kind of where we are right now. Yeah. And so it, it's kind of weird to me to see that what's going on in this country right now with everybody being in an inventory shortage, it's not just cars. I mean, it's refrigerators, it's computers, it's, you know, anybody that's that's tried to buy a big ticket item or something, uh, even from the local Lowe's, and they said, well, we don't have them and it's back ordered and we you might not get it for six months. It's weird to see that trickle down into NASCAR, which is what's happening. It'll be really bad. We even one of these uh, fuel races at the end when a team just runs out of fuel because they can't afford it, like us. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's really it's going to be real weird. But uh, we'll see if that happens. You think your you think your fuel is expensive? <laughs> you know, paying three fifty or close to four dollars a gallon. Is yeah. Try to try to pay for that uh, that racing fuel. That's that's up there. No doubt. We've enjoyed it, man. Uh, glad to have NASCAR back because uh, we'll talk about it with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Hope uh, you enjoy the rest of your week, your weekend, and uh, will we see you out at Clark LeClaire this weekend? I'm hoping to. I, I'm going to be out of town on Saturday. I've got to work Friday, out of town on Saturday to go um, 
see my stepson in Wilmington, but we'll be back on Sunday. So I'm hoping to get out there Sunday afternoon. A little baseball uh, Daytona doubleheader on uh, Sunday, Weave. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's going to be a whole lot of fun. So hopefully, hopefully the weather will hold out and we get out there and see some baseball. All right, Billy. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Billy Weaver joining us on a Thursday edition of PRL. Let's get our final break in of this hour. We'll come back, wrap up hour two. Hour three on tap, Troy D. We'll talk ECU football. Got a schedule out. ECU baseball beginning on Friday and have our 2022 NASCAR fantasy draft. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live. We'll be back wrap up the four o'clock hour after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Bra. All right, thank you, Chan Man, CJ Schaefer, producing. CJ will take the role of NASCAR draft analyst coming up in the five o'clock hour when Troy D and I have our annual fantasy NASCAR draft. Another year, Troy. So uh, for my- somebody that can't believe time like you, I am always shocked when the NASCAR season comes around because it feels like it just ended. It's one of my favorite things to do. It's fun. I do, and I, I got to tell you, I spend a good, solid. 30 minutes researching this so no, i know what i'm doing no way no way you spent 30 minutes yeah I, I and i know these guys i i am a casual nascar i'm a lurker on nascar i'm not going to say i follow every race i follow you know so there are weekends i come in and i'm like did i win pretty much and, every weekend <laughs> but i do try and there's certain times i pay attention i do like the daytona 500 i love the first 20 laps and the last 20 laps it's the in-between part it gets a little you know dull but it's you know I I watched the championship or whatever they called it out at USC. What was that thing called? Clash. The Clash. Yeah. The, yeah. You the, sound like Coliseum Clash. You're not a NASCAR guy, Troy. <laughs> You're not that guy. Pal. You fake fan. You're not that guy. <laughs> but uh, I do. I enjoy a nice little fantasy draft like this. Well, last this, year, and out of all the fantasy stuff, this is the only fantasy thing I do. That's right. You're I don't uh, do fantasy football. One trick pony. Yeah. I don't do any other fantasies. Uh, this is it. You uh you dominated last year because you took Kyle Larson without yeah. any idea of he didn't even race the previous year because he was suspended. Genius. But you uh you had him and you dominated. Well, he Kyle Larson won ten times last year, and that definitely helped. That, that, and nobody that nobody so. was close. So uh yeah, we'll do that. The question up. is, can he do it again this year? A lot of these guys, it's hard to do it back to back. You know. I mean, that kind of domination. And then the big question is, who will get the first pick this year? Because it's going to be up to a coin flip. Yeah. And so, I mean, look, if I have the first pick, he's going to be hard not to take. And I assume that's probably who you would take. I mean, let's go ahead and announce, like, you know how the NFL draft, if it's a consensus number one pick, like the kid out of Clemson, like everybody was after Trevor Lawrence. It was even long before the draft. 
Do you want to go ahead and say, hey, look, we know who the number one pick is going to be, and no. it's just a matter of who picks them? I'm still going to use my allotted 15 minutes to make my selection, <laughs> like they do in the NFL draft. Clip Brock. I plan on being here. It's on the clock. 8 o'clock tonight. That's fine. This. I'll do whatever you need. <laughs> right. I'm fully committed to this draft. <laughs> Chandler, take us to break because we got a, a lot of pirate football to talk. Can Troy D survive the month of September? This clip. Do you remember? This could be the death of me. This football season. It is setting up for man. I'm telling you, I remember one year we had, I think, three home games back to back. It has been a while. And it about killed me. The fourth could be it. I, as I said, if I don't make it to October, you'll know what happened. But what a way to go, Clip. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you'd go doing the thing you loved. Yeah. But it's, that is a lot of tailgating, a lot of broadcasting, a lot of home games. And then, uh, the whole schedule's kind of crazy this year. Well, all right, we'll go over it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. When we return, Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live also have a Chico Shrimp Taco to give away in Hour 3. So a lot to get to. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Take advantage of the week-long carryout deal of all three topping pizzas from only $7.99. Order online today at dominoes.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All righty, Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live here on this Thursday. Welcome back. Chandler Honeycutt, CJ Schaefer, Clip Brock, Troy D. Alongside 4D Rod. Man, Troy, how's it going? Doing good. Got spring fever, Clip. Today. Beautiful. Unbelievable. Shorts, shorts. So I almost broke out the flip-flops today. Almost, but I was like, you know what? If I do that, I'm going to jinx everything. So yeah. I do this. It's still February. Calm down. Time hasn't changed yet. We're getting closer, though. Yeah. Have not put on a coat all day. It's been a great day. I believe it's like March 14th is the date. So I think we're within a, we're under a 30-day window here of the time changing, which means sunset will be after 7 p.m. Beautiful. It's a beautiful We're less night. than 30 days away, people. All right, Troy, let's uh, – we got ECU baseball beginning on Friday, 4 o'clock, first pitch, East Carolina taking on Bryant. And uh, we have a, a piece of audio we didn't play because this was before the official media this was not a part of the press conference this is this is uh small talk like if it, i mean if it's off the record it, we, we shouldn't play well it. here's what happened so you know me and bailey are up there with the rest of the media and this is i, I calculated i think this is like my 20 i was off i said 25 i actually think this is more like 28 baseball seasons now i don't count when i was at ecu working at wzmb I really started like my first official in like career wise was the ninety five season. So you gotta go back to nineteen ninety five. Coach O still here? Uh it was either cut to look back and see if that was Keith's first I'll look year. It up. But um so I'm not counting my student um media days. I'm only counting my professional days. I guess, should I count my student media days? No, you should move on with the story. We got a lot to do. All right. Uh, that's a clip. 
don't need to be snippy oh sorry stay in your lane <laughs> this is why people put nasty comments about you you get a little edgy like this now we're on another sidebar this is <laughs> this is a care. sidebar to the sidebar we we've got... exited onto a different exit <laughs> we took the wrong exit <laughs> we're now we're now getting, i'm going south we're in the wrong direction then to go northbound <laughs> all right so i was joking with cliff we were so the the press conference first of all it was awesome to be able to be out there in person because for the past year or two we've been doing these zoom press conferences which quite frankly suck you know the media doesn't really like it the coaches don't like it it's a lot better to be face to face like we are right here you know and i was realizing hey man so you know cliff is kind of like coach houston if you're early you're on time if you're on time you're late if you're late you're screwed you know type of deal you know fair so i got the, you know i get there like 30 20 30 minutes early because i know how these guys are so so cliff is ready i think what was the start time like 2 30 it was supposed to go well it's 2 30 you need to start at 2 30 so like i'm there he's he's at 225 ready to go i'm like well we've still got some of our staff parking arriving they're on time but they weren't ready to go early you know, so we were trying to delay. You calling out CJ? Not necessarily CJ. I think, and I'm not calling. They were doing their job. They were yeah. there on time, our guys. But if they get there at 2:28, they're still two minutes early. So even Malcolm said, "Cliff, let's go at you know, give them five minutes." I called it for 2:30. Let's go at 2:30. So I mean, to Malcolm Grace credit, hey, good call, Malcolm. Yeah, he, he said, "Look, we can't go at 2:25 if we said 2:30. That's not fair to people, right?" Yeah. All right. So anyway, so I am making small talk with him to. So he's just not standing there, you know, steaming because he can't go ahead and start the press conference. You know how intense he gets on game week. Yeah. He was pretty laid back here Monday, though, I got to say. Even though I tried to get under his skin, he was very— He, he definitely it. tried. He handled it very well. So we were kind of talking about how there's a longtime member of the media that's no longer there anymore. And, he, you know, a guy that sometimes he wouldn't ask questions. He'd just make statements, and he'd ramble a lot, and everybody knew him. But you know what I'm saying? Who is? Well, I don't want to name him by name, but you guys probably know who I'm talking about. I have no clue. Oh, well then, I guess I will tell you then. Uh, so anyway, we were reminiscing about he won't be here anymore. What do you get? And then I was like, you know, sometimes you get a little nasty. I was kidding, you know, with with certain members of the meeting. He goes, well, this year I'm going to try and be kinder. I'm going to try and be a kinder, gentler with the media. And I, this is before I was rolling tape. I said, hold on a second. I start the recorder. Mm. I said, I got to get this on tape. I said, I can't believe you just said this. This might have been the best quote of the press conference, which hasn't started yet, but the best development that we've had in years that Cliff claims he's going to be a little softer and kinder to the media. Kinder. Yeah. A little kinder. Kinder, yeah. Yeah. Nicer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is... I'll see. I'll believe when I see it. Right. I and I can fly. So I call BS on this. So I say... Coach, I start. I got my recorder. Can can I get that on tape? Yeah, let's get it on the record. So this is what happened when I then put the microphone in his mouth to get it on the record. Oh, Exclusive you breaking news. What was that again? This on record. If you're not a jackass, I'll be nice. When you say you're, you mean the media? No, I'm talking about you, <laughs> Troy Dreyfus. So there. That was our exclusive. So right there. it all comes down to if you're not a jackass. And I'm not making any promises, Clip. <laughs> we'll see how the season goes. You're not going to guarantee no. you won't be a jackass? I cannot guarantee that at this uh, moment. He could be a total go <laughs> Yeah. I may be a jackass just because that brings the best out of Cliff. 
Tell you what, if Brian wins a game or two this weekend, this is all, I don't think it matters how you're acting. Uh, Violence! Yeah, it's going to be Yeah, rough. this is not going to be pretty if uh, Bryant sweeps the series either. And uh, not the news we wanted or he had to deliver yesterday that Carson Wisenhunt is unavailable, uh, nah. suspended. Yeah, unfortunate. I, I do feel, you know, I, I feel pretty confident this is not a long-term suspension. And there's a lot of rules. And you got to think, it was a violation of a rule. That we know, correct? One of Cliff's rules could be you be on time, right? We were just talking about time. If you show up late, technically you've broken a rule, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it could be something. Let's monitor that. It might be something else. But, uh, but I'm just saying, I don't think this is a – this is not like C.J. Johnson suspended indefinitely type of deal. Obviously, it's a one this weekend. Hopefully, they uh, learn, everyone learns their lesson and it's – you're not violating really rules from here on out let's let's put the train back on the tracks and here we go all right well i don't i don't know i'm hearing both ends of the spectrum and i don't know what's true or false uh from different people but i know he won't be pitching this weekend correct that and that is what know. we know yeah. i'm just saying i i hope he will be back soon let me just say that we all do yeah all right but but i do uh, think you know cliff does not take any bs as we know yeah and uh no one players bigger than the team or the program and I think that says a lot about how he runs his program. No doubt. So, all right, Troy D, we got a football schedule. Of course, uh, kickoff times will come later, but we have the dates. And this is a doozy. This is a first time ever, right, Troy D? The four home games in a row. Uh, not the first ECU time schedule. ever. I think 1941. How did I happened, forget that? Uh, like that. Man. Um, so it's been a while. It has that predates uh, us. Indeed. Yeah. I, the um, only 80 years first time in our lifetime we've ever had four i heard this i think last week that this was uh, a possibility i think they were waiting on the you know how the conference schedule was all going to shake out but it has indeed happened the first all september games will be at home which could be absolutely awesome <laughs> or I'm, and i'm talking it from a fan perspective the play, you know it, it is a little you know so you have four home Two away, two home, two away, one home, one away. It's just, it's a unique, I just got to say, just from that standpoint of it, before you even get into the teams, that is a unique schedule. And I don't know whether this is good or bad. It may end up being great yeah to have it set up well, it's good that you have seven home, five away, because if you played four to start the season at home and you had six home six away right your back half is brutal you're right and, I'd, and, I, and i'd rather start the season honestly four home than four away definitely so yeah. i'm trying to look at it from that perspective but man wow that's a lot of tailgating back to back yeah i i'm hoping the best for you and uh people of your ilk yeah are heavy they, tailgaters yes i mean it is it's a commitment and look football weekends take a lot out of you if you're a diehard pirate fan especially as you get older you know, it's one thing when you're in college and you can bounce back quickly. Uh, man, you start to get up there in alumni age. It ain't so easy, Clip. Well. But I'm willing. Listen, this is what we do. I'm willing to grind through it. And uh, I'm not going to let this derail us. We will have a tailgate. We've never lost a tailgate. And we're committed right now. We will be there. Thank you for your service. You're welcome. Uh, also, Troy D, no home Thanksgiving weekend football. That is a positive. Fantastic. I always hate that weekend. Yeah. Because, and and uh, the week before, you play Houston in what will probably be a big home game 
on a saturday so that sets up pretty well yeah well when you say no when you say no home we still play thanksgiving you're right no home thanksgiving game was what you said correct it is right 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 we still have a game that weekend but it's good that that's away at temple for a change because i just feel those that game kind of always gets lost yeah the home schedule and even last so. year we had a pretty good crowd because cincinnati rolled in here but could have been much bigger obviously if students were here and three great away games all three games i'm considering going to potentially so you got south florida which is a fun trip uh you got tulane which i've been to both these fun trip hello uh byu i went last time fun trip love love the folks out in provo utah Don't, I, I gotta tell you the uh uds faith great folks made a lot of friends out there i think i, I would love to go back to that trip now that was an interesting trip last time clip because we took that trip we went uh, we had a diversion on the way out there because it's a far way it's a long way to go there's no direct flight from greenville to provo you know unless you're flying private uh we went through vegas and spent a night or two in vegas and then went to utah so you really had kind of two opposite ends of the spectrum yeah. you had vegas which basically you could do whatever and then provo, and provo utah which kind of has some rules yeah you know they're a little they're a little different kind of the opposite of vegas so it really was in one weekend the yin and yang of our country yeah i mean you know that's a great way to experience america though yeah it was really kind of opposite ends of the spectrum but boy what a trip i would love to repeat that and if i make it through this first month i hope to i do like that the buy it's kind of later in the year i guess but it does come after your longest road trip of the year which is byu yeah and it's kind of in between two road games also troy um i mean memphis is a fun trip ucf is a fun i gotta tell you as far as away games in houston oh those are home games i'm sorry those are home games um the well, other greenville's a great place it is a great place so the other uh we got usf Tulane, byu on the road the other two road games in case folks haven't seen it at cincinnati and at temple the uh so you got byu on the road at, which looks like it's going to be a friday game uh, on one schedule, it says Friday. On ecupirates.com, it says Saturday. Igo says that's likely to be a Friday game. Hmm. And then the Cincinnati game is a Friday game on the schedule. That would be three straight Saturdays off, Troy D., which nothing, I am a fan of. Nothing wrong with that. I'm a big fan of uh, that. I've, I've come to like the actual Friday night games much better than the Thursday night games. Yeah, I'd go either way. Yeah, I guess Friday. Was Thursday night, you, have the, the, you still have a work day for most people yeah. the next day. Friday night if we you, a lot of people are off the weekend you know for instance once we're done with the show your weekend begins heck yeah trust me so, i'm already thinking about and it that could be you know a great weekend to be go watch the game and then go to the beach type of deal there you go yeah so there is your 2022 ecu football schedule uh once again kickoff times we might get some in the summer but most of them coming uh tbas in the fall pretty yeah. much yeah nowadays you just don't get it ahead of time yeah i mean really the big one will be that first one nc state when will they kick that one off yeah. time wise that's there's gonna be a lot of eyeballs on start time for that one definitely obviously i think six o'clock would be the perfect time it's gonna be hot early september you're you're still in summer mode it's still you, you know how hot those first games are in greenville uh the later the better as far as i'm concerned if you can get the sun to go down a little bit um I just hope it is not a noon game because that is terrible All right. for that first game. We need to take a break. We also, Chandler, need to make somebody a winner right now. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. 
All right, 317-1250, got a shrimp taco to Chico's that can be yours if you are caller number 8, 317-1250, call now. Had those the other day, Cliff. Delicious. One of my favorite moves to Chico's. What's your uh I had three tip? of them. My tip was uh, white sauce on the side. On the side. On the shrimp taco. Yeah. You still, there's plenty for your shrimp taco, but then you can dip the chips into it. All right. So it's like almost getting like a bonus dip. That white sauce is so good. The Troy D tip. I yeah, like it. Yeah, get the ask for the white sauce that comes on the shrimp tacos on the side. They'll be more than happy to accommodate you. It's the Troy D way. The Troy D way. And by the way, Chandler, you're doing a great job filling in for Shirley today. I just want to say, I know, you know, we, we're often quick to criticize around here. But I just want to give you some f- positive feedback for a change. Thanks, Troy. I, I do appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm being serious. No, I know. Uh, I, I, I appreciate really that. Yeah. Chandler, it's kind of like a uh, a referee or an O lineman. You don't want to know their names. If we're not talking about you, that means you're doing good, right? It's like a long snapper too. Yeah. <laughs> we probably just jinxed him. <laughs> oh man, the rest of the show's gonna be bad. All right, good work, Chan man. We'll take a timeout. Come back. Our fantasy NASCAR draft on the way. After Get your motor revving. Start it. Start, gentlemen, start your engines. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Congratulations to Jackie Hutcherson of Winterville, the winner of a shrimp taco lunch from Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's. Enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, Burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus, ice-cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All righty. Thank you, Chan Man. A lot going on in the world of sports. Pirate hoops tonight. Two-point underdogs on the road at South Florida. 7 o'clock tip-off. That is on the plus, if you'd like to check it out tonight. Sounds good. I did break out my football game day shirt. This was my new purchase uh, last year. I've only worn it a couple times during the football season. Is it in honor I wore of the, the schedule being yeah, released? Yeah, that's, that that's what I'm saying. I wore it during the season opener, and I wore it on an away game. Okay. I, I still have some Christmas money left over, and I have been eyeing that polo over at UBE for yeah. a while now. So I, I gotta I've gotten go. three compliments on it today. I, I thought you would make it number four clip, but I guess not. Oh, that's what I'll make it number four. Nice I shirt. really like that polo. Thank you, you, Chandler. And by the way, you're doing a great job. And CJ, you keep working hard, and you'll get a compliment one day, too. <laughs> I complimented your polo hours ago. Oh, that's right. CJ was one of the original uh, three. <laughs> oh, thank you. What a jerk. What a get a load of this guy. That's a great point cj earlier today you were one of the first people to recognize how great this shirt is thank you cj thank you for recognizing great taste did you make the shirt no but i had a hand in the selection of it and uh back when before like anyone else had it they had just come in i'm like boom i'm gonna be the first person to buy that which i was congrats and now you know people are like where'd you get that i hate to tell them but then i want to help our client too yeah chandler are you gonna buy a shirt that troy d owns that would be 
Kind well, we own like uh, Pirate Radio gear together. That's the same shirt. Like that's the shirt different. he's wearing now. That's a little different. We we have team well, team I eight d- shirts. I want to go help the people over there at UBE, and I like I said, I've been eyeing that polo for a while, right. and I, I yeah. think I'm going to get it for the warmer weather of ECU baseball season, which is coming up tomorrow. I thought about this could be a, ba- a spring baseball shirt. All right, nice shirt. Thank you. That's number uh, <laughs> number five. Yeah. All right, we got to move Thank on. You. Thank you. you got to move on. Appreciate you recognizing. You got it. All right. Oh, is it draft time? I got to get my head right. All right. All right. Fantasy NASCAR draft 2022. Troy D., uh, we will flip for first pick. I'm going to flip, catch, and flip again. All right. So you're going to get even. You're not just going to let it drop like in the NFL. If it drops, if it does drop, it will go by that. Okay. But I plan to catch. All right. And then whoever gets it right gets the first pick. Correct. And then we're going to go reverse switch after that. One, two, one, two, one, two. All right. Okay. You will call in the air. All right. As last year's champion. All right. All right. Here we go. Tails. It is a tails. Yes. I will uh, take the first pick clip. All right. You are on the clock. All right. How much time do we get? 10 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, here it is, folks. Folks, with the first pick in the 2022 Pirate Radio NASCAR Fantasy Draft, Troy D. Motorsports selects. I don't know how to pass them up. I don't know how to do it, Clip. I thought about, man, can he do it again? But I rode this guy last year. And I'm going to keep him in the stable. I am taking Kyle Larson as the first pick to, again this year. CJ Schaefer will be our draft analyst. CJ, Kyle Larson first off the board. There's no way you could argue with the pick. But what is your answer to Troy's question? Can he do it again? Can he have that level of dominance? So I don't see why not. There was uh, the closest person to Kyle Larson last year in win totals had four wins. Kyle Larson had ten that's obviously nothing to scoff at. Kyle Larson led 2,581 laps in 2021, the most laps any driver has led in one season since Jeff Gordon in 1995. Wow. So we're talking over 20 years ago now. Um, I mean, does he go back-to-back? I don't know, but if you were to have the number one pick, you can't, you can't not take it. How him. do you overlook yes, it? Yes, you, yeah. you have to take it. I'd almost rather lose by taking him than not taking him and lose. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of like the Alabama-Georgia game. If you bet against Alabama, you would feel really dumb. Right. But if you take them and they lose, you don't feel as bad. Correct. You're taking Larson, and it's I, the it's the right pick. Yeah, and I'm not saying he's guaranteed to win, but I just can't pass him up. He was the clear-cut number one. I don't know if there's a clear-cut number two. Gets a little muddy from here. My tiebreaker is going to go to the guy that I like rooting for. It might, it might be picking more with the heart than the head. Fair enough. But I still think he is an elite driver that's going to win a lot. I'm going to take Chase Elliott, number two. Good pick. CJ. Uh, Funny you mentioned number two because that's how many wins he got last year, Clip. You know what? CJ's our analyst. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Look at this guy over here. (laughs) Look at this guy. I'm sorry. CJ, go ahead and take it over. The past two two champions (laughs) off the board now. Yeah, Yeah. uh, you're right. Chase Elliott had two wins last year. uh, Made the championship four in 2021 despite not winning the championship. But... Uh, the the strongest team this year is going to be Hendrick Motorsports, and they, these are the strongest two drivers, so I don't see any reason why anybody would have a problem with these two being the first off the board. All right. Troy D. Uh, great pick, Clip, by the way. that was uh, he, I had him ranked as my number two 
pick also. So um, if you had gone Kyle Larson, I would have gone Chase Elliott. So. And and that would have been painful. I do like having him on my team. Yeah. So um, so I just want to compliment you there. Nice right. shirt, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're the sixth person that has said that. Today. <laughs> um, appreciate it. Um, all right. So let's go. Uh, that was our first round picks. We are going six deep. We may go seven. Let's just get. We'll see how the first six go. Maybe we'll do a provisional pick just in case. Let's just play it by ear clip. Let's not rush to judgment. Just make your second pick, and we'll talk about that later. All right. Here we go with the second pick in the 2022 Pirate Radio NASCAR Fantasy Draft. This this is ah. Oh, there are a lot of good guys on the board here. A lot of good guys on the board. I'm going to go back to the well. I think I had him last year. He's always he's always good. I just don't. I can't pass him. Denny Hamlin. Yeah, taking Denny Hamlin. What do you think, CJ? I actually had Denny Hamlin as two on my uh, draft board. Uh, two wins in 2021. His first win didn't come until the 27th race of the year at Darlington, which was the first race of the playoffs. But he had the best average finish last year with uh, 8.44. Um, 19 top fives, 25 top tens. But in the two previous seasons to uh, 2021, he had seven wins and six wins. So while he didn't have a whole lot of wins last year, he was always running at the top. He and was. Maybe fortune falls his way this time, and he picks up a couple more wins. And with that FedEx sponsorship, hopefully he will deliver for Troy D Motorsports. Um, well done. Troy D, uh, he is also, we like to get off to fast starts, right? The favorite to win, I believe, the Daytona 500. Yeah, I'd love to start the year with a win. All right, I feel like this is a make-or-break pick. Um, I don't want to reveal too much. I'm hoping a guy is available for me sixth overall, but I'm down to two here, and uh, one will probably win like four or five, and one will win one this year. Uh, And this guy crushed it for me. Was it two or three years ago? I'm going to go back to him. I'm going to go with Martin Truex Jr. Yeah. Martin Truex Jr. I almost could have done this pick for you. I knew you were going there. CJ, what do you think about him being fourth off the board? That's a great pick. You guys played for wins, correct? Correct. So Yeah. He won four last year, CJ. Yeah. He's... If you have any questions, ask Troy. Yeah, Huge obviously. upside this guy has. How many top tens did he have last year? Uh, I want to say he had about eight top tens. He had 20, Troy. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what of races you watched? Yeah. Eight. Eight times I saw him finish in the top ten. I, I faded after July 4th weekend. <laughs> That's about the time where I lose touch with this thing a yeah. little bit. Then football season, there's it gets very complicated. All right. Elliot and Truex. Uh, for me, Larson, Hamlin on Troy D Motorsports. Uh, I did have those guys ranked as my top four. So we are, yeah. you know, not a lot of huge surprises here. Nothing crazy just yet. Uh, and I know, I think I know the other driver you were thinking of, but we'll talk about that after the draft with who you were talking about. One's going to win one, one's going to win four. We can talk about it after you pick them here. I don't know if I'm going to pick them, is what I'm saying. Um, this is my third pick. God, this is tough. I got a lot of favorites still left here. I, I can't stand to let you get this guy. So I am almost going to do this. You mentioned earlier making it a pick with your emotions. Uh, for whatever reason, I have an emotional attachment to this guy and maybe more to the sponsor. Wow. Um, he did win twice last year. Um, and he is, his car is obviously very noticeable on the track. Probably not the best, but there's probably better drivers that are ahead of him. 
But I think this guy's still got a little edge, still wants to come back, prove something. I'm going Kyle Bush right here. I like the pick. I uh, had uh I actually had Kyle Bush fourth wow. on the board. Now um, he had a bad year last he year. He did. He did. So, so I, I'm looking for a rebound for a bounce back. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. He had a slow start last year. Um eventually made a playoff push, but he kinda fizzled out in the playoffs, but I don't expect him to have two letdown years in a row. But I feel like I, I almost have I've had him most every year clip. I just really I it was a defensive pick. I didn't want you getting him. At That's this point fine. it might be a risky pick, but it's one you have to I take. Could pay all right. Yeah. It's not a terrible pick. No, 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 no. But I'm just now, being honest with you. I just didn't want you to have him. There are three guys here that I that are coming up next likely, and I'm gonna get two of them, and I'm excited about that. And maybe I'm putting this guy, he might should be third on the list. I'm gonna move him to the top because I like having him on my team. I'm going to take Ryan Blaney. Yeah, good pick. Great pick. This pick gets – this is an A out of me. This is a great A This is an A pick. pick. All right. No, I like it. Especially if you want to start out the year strong, you start out with a guy who races the restrictor plate tracks like Talladega and Daytona, maybe better than anybody in the Cup Series, and that's Ryan Blaney. Um, He dominated the end of the regular season last year. He finished second at the Indy Road Course, first at Michigan, first at Daytona. Um, he kind of kind of stagnated in the playoffs, uh, didn't end the way he wanted it, but he showed flashes of being one of the elite drivers in the Cup Series last year, and I expect him to improve on that. All right, Troy D. Nice, nice pick, Clip. Thank you. Uh, and I have a tendency to kind of pick the familiar faces, the old regime, the old school guys, the, the feel-good guys. Last year, you did go with a lot of young guns, uh, or maybe if it wasn't last year, it was the year before. I tend to always do that. Last year, you only had one. Well, we'll talk about it. Yeah, Uh, but but I'm going to shake it up a little bit, and normally I would never take this guy, but uh, I feel like I've got some veterans already in the stable, so to speak, with Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, and Kyle Busch. So I'm going to go a little bit younger here, and a guy that I thought really proved himself to me last year. I, I... wasn't a fan of his to begin with, but I think he has a big upside. He's shown he knows how to win, and that's Alex Bowman. I am taking wow. Alex Bowman with my fourth pick. Probably was not expecting that one clip, were you? I was not. I really wanted him uh, later on in the draft. I was CJ. not expecting that either, but four wins last year. Um, he was a little bit of a hit-or-miss driver uh, last year with an average finish of 15.8, 16 top 10 finishes. Um, but obviously you're playing for wins, and he races four. Like I mentioned earlier, the best team in NASCAR. So you're going to get wins with this guy. All right. I am up. I, uh, this will be your fourth pick. Didn't really like this guy, but he was the only thing that kept me afloat last year for most of the season for uh, Clip Rock Racing. And that would be Joey Slogano Logano. Yep. How about Joey? Sliced bread, CJ. Uh, one win last year. Uh, I would. I don't want to call it a letdown year for him, but he made it to the round of eight. Um, but his goals, obviously, are to be in the championship four every year. Uh, blew an engine the first race of the round of the round of eight last year. Uh, ended up finishing 30th and never bounced back. But like you said, he's a good driver. Um, if you need somebody that's going to hold you up throughout the season, you can always expect at least a couple wins out of him. And yeah. if you get any more, I mean, that's a plus. All right, Troy D. All right, uh, this is my fifth pick in the 2022 NASCAR draft. There, I, I tell you what, um, this is a risky pick right here, but sometimes high risk, high reward. And I've debated which way to go with this. I've kind of got it down to two guys. I know if I don't take the one, you'll probably take him in the next round. I'm okay with that. Um, 
this guy is one of the top drivers in NASCAR who goose who offered last year. I feel that that is the edge this guy needs. Talk about a bounce. Everybody loves a, a, a comeback story and a bounce back. Kevin Harvick is a proven winner. He struggled last year. I think this is the guy I want to take this year to get him on the rebound. Yeah. I'm taking Kevin Harvick as my fifth pick. I like that pick a lot. Um, and now normally this is a guy that would go in the first or second round. Yeah, yeah. But the zero wins last year, I mean, it, it opens a lot of eyes, but you look at uh, his average finish, which was 10.86, and that's the third best uh, behind, I believe it was Kyle Larson and uh, – I, don't I, I feel like I'm kind of getting a steal with him this far down the Definitely. board. I like you him a are. lot. Yeah, Stuart Haas Racing kind of uh, had a down year last year, but well, I don't expect him to do it twice in a row. Right. And if they don't, if last year was the down year and Harvick averages the third best finish in the Cup Series, I mean, what could he do this year if the team is firing on all cylinders? Well, here's why my team struggled last year because I had Bush and I had Harvick and I had, you know, Logano got me a win and then like. And I'm scared that you getting them now, you're getting them on a bounce-back year. Right. I'm scared to pull the trigger and bring them back. I'm also scared of you having them because they're going to do good this year. So I'm torn. Are you nervous? I am. I'm a man divided (laughs) right now. I know how you feel, man. Totally. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. There you go. With this thing. All right. uh, All right. How about this? You give me 100 now, we call it even. (laughs) Um, do I go with the young gun? This is Clip's fifth pick here in the NASCAR fantasy draft. Oh, God, that was way down in my rankings that I was a little surprised about. Um, I wish I could ask CJ questions. No, no questions. Before I make the pick. You have to make the pick, then he analyzes. I'm going to go ahead and take him. Why on the rankings i was looking at is brad keselowski so far down the ranking cj uh, 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 oh is that your pick that's my pick oh okay, okay yeah. now you can ask him a question he is my pick it. yeah okay so brad changed teams this year i don't know if you're aware um he was teammates with logano and blaney last year with penske and now he's going to be uh teammates with the likes of like chris busher now in uh roush fenway racing he's now a rfk racing yeah, or something? yeah yeah it's they added keselowski to the team name now uh, he's a part owner now, so he is changing his number to six. Uh, oh, that's teams, weird. All that stuff. So, yeah, it's going to look a little different. Uh, same driver, though, and Roush Fenway, I mean, it's not a bad team. Uh, he's another guy, he's, though, a few years ago would have been one or two off yeah, the board. Yeah. And, I, mean, and I think he's going to be fine. He picked up a win last year. He's still a fine driver. He'll, he's going to get you some wins this year. All right. Your all last right, so pick, a, Troy. So this is uh, – one, two, three. Yeah, this is pick six. <sighs> there's one guy I kind of like that would be a risk for me, but there's another guy I I kind of hate to give this as a reason, but just for synergy reasons. And when I'm watching the scroll <laughs> and I see things, I don't have to get excited about a K. Bush when Every I see year. it. I, I got to keep them together because I took a Kyle Bush in round three if I let you get Kirk Bush, then I'm going to get excited when I see K. Bush, and it's going to be the wrong Bush. And I know I got to get my Bushes together here. So literally, so I am not letting you have any Bush this year, Clip. He only did that because last I am year, hoarding the Bush. Last year, I had Kyle Bush. You didn't draft Kurt at all because you didn't want to be confused. Correct. He went undrafted. Right. But this year, since you have Kyle Bush, you, I, you are forcing your hand I am. to take Kurt. <laughs> and he did have a win last year. Yep. Yeah, that's so right. I, that's, I remember that. I, I'm going to go with my six pick i'm gonna go kirk bush just to keep it simple and that way i can go all in on the bush family 
All right. Bush. Kurt Bush won the second race at Atlanta last year. Um, his only win of the year, but he... Was this he is, a, did, how far did he make it in the playoffs? Not far. Maybe he I'm might have been eliminated first round. Okay. As but, I said, there's probably another guy better, but just to make it easy on me. Well, it's a good pick. It's I mean, okay, yeah. It's it's the second it's the second pick in a row now in this draft that somebody's picked somebody that's moving to a new team. Um, he's going to race. With, might have some uh, new energy. Yeah, he's going to race with 2311, the team that Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan have. Yeah. Uh, he's the second car now added to the number 23 of Bubba Wallace. He's taken the 45 car. So. Maybe that gives them some new energy. Uh, this is the second oldest guy in uh, the Cup Series that's going to be racing full time. So behind who? Uh, Harvick. Okay. Yeah. Good stat. All right. Final pick. I'll go with uh, I racing boy William Byron. I knew it. Yeah. I knew you were going that, and that's who I was going to take. Yeah, I thought that's other who than Bush. Take. I was going to go outside the box, take William Byron, but I was like, man, I I just felt like I needed the Bush brother together. I feel they race better together when I have them under one house. <laughs> The one guy I really wanted that Troy got, I for whatever reason, I feel like I've had Alex Bowman quite a bit, and uh, I wanted him, did not get him, but I'm happy with my team. A couple other guys that I had on my board as possible guys, I had my eye on Tyler Reddick and Austin Dillon, just as a couple guys that might break through this year. CJ, who uh, did we leave out you think could win a race or two this year? And I do like Cody Ware, by the way, just for record. Uh, and my favorite, if I was going to do a garbage pick, Michael McDowell. We keep, keep forgetting. forgetting. Was it last year he won? He did win. Yeah, he won yeah. the 500 I keep last year. Forgetting yeah. How good he races sometimes. He's our pick together. Yes. If he wins, we win. Yeah. CJ, who's the best left? So the one guy I had, uh, you picked six each, right? Yeah. I yeah. had one guy in the top 12 that you didn't pick, and it was Christopher Bell. Uh, he drives the 20. He won what? One or two? He won one last one. year, uh, the Daytona Road Course. He is, I mean, he he's been with joe gibbs racing i believe all but one year that he's been in the cup series he's the 2017 camping world truck series champion he's pretty much been a prodigy uh since he got to nascar i expect him to win at least one more this year maybe two but all right. i do expect everybody on that list that you guys picked to at least get one this year there wasn't anybody that really like stood out to me even kurt bush to me he was number 13 on my list so all right yeah. All right, uh, and Clip, if you'll be so kind to tweet this out so we have an official record of it. I will take a picture. I will tweet it. We'll have several documentation. Yeah, that way. I, sometimes I have to refer to that, and then my last choice is always Clip. Who who, do we, who has that record? I will be letting you know. Who yeah, no, I'm going to try and stay up with it this year. I'm pretty excited about my team. At least going into Daytona 500, I'm fired up about this. All right, rattling off the teams, I'll say mine. You can say yours, Troy. I have Chase Elliott, Martin Truex Jr., Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, William Byron. I like my team. All right. Troy D. Motorsports is Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Alex Bowman, and Kirk Busch. Uh, I like my team. CJ, you can only pick one team out of these six each. Which team would you take? So this one's – ooh, this is hard. You put me on the spot. I knew that was going to be a tough question. Clips team has the higher floor because I expect – I can expect everybody on Clip's team to at least put some wins together. Your team, Troy, relies on Kevin Harvick, I think. Because we know, yeah. like, if he Kyle has a good Larson, year, yes. I'll have a good year. I, yeah. I think he'll have a good year. And with for that, I'm going to pick Troy's team. All right. Uh, Thanks, CJ. Other experts chiming in. Jordan Anders says Tyler Reddick will absolutely win a race this year. Redbeard says Brad Keselowski will not win a race this year. 
so there's some predictions coming in for that all right let's get another break in we'll come back have more for you on pirate radio live on a thursday back with you after this listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show all right welcome back to the show did you miss the show on pirate radio listen to all of pirate radio's archive local programming by subscribing to us on apple Podcasts, soundcloud or spotify Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right. Uh, Jordan Anders says, Blaney is a fire pick. Uh, Mark Davies was tuned in, said the real reason Clip picked Martin Truex Jr. is because he's an Eagles fan. Well, that is not true, but fly Truex fly. I like Truex. Yeah. Uh, My buddy Big Ed Watkins used to be his gas man. Uh, Big Ed, we'll try and hook up with him on Monday. He is officially retired from that. He's retired before, and Joe Gibbs keeps bringing him back in. I talked to him last week, and I, he goes, I'm done. You know, uh, he's obviously with Ed Watkins Marine selling the boats yeah. every, anywhere. You can go to edwatkinsmarine.com. But um, he says he is officially done with that. You know, Ed has got to be, what, close to 50 by now, you know? Yeah. He but, was, but it was his choice. Like, they would still have him, they'd fly him in. Like, he is like the Tom Brady of gas man. Talk about Bush and Harvick being, like, the oldest drivers. He's got – I mean, how many crew guys do you think are at that age? Well, and he, it's incredible. Like, his championship teams that he's been on, he's won as many championships as uh, just about anybody if you can't – you know, he's a part of the team. And he wasn't well, doing, like, supervisor work. He was doing the heavy lifting. Oh, man, dude, teams. that dude's in the trenches clip. I mean, he is <laughs> grinding it out. Uh, we need, but I do imagine Troy. He will be locked in, tuned in to what's going on. Yes, I think he will. he'd be a great guest. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll hook up with him Monday. I'll set it up. And yeah. uh, lo, uh, one of my favorite people. I did talk to Ed. I said, "Well, the good thing about you being off the circuit, so to speak, get your ass down here September second, East Carolina, NC State kickoff, Pirate football." He was. I was getting him fired up. Just talking. He's like, "Oh man, I hadn't even thought about that." I, so I was like, well, just alert us before you come so we can add. <laughs> might need to bring in some extra supplies if Ed Watkins rolls in with his crew. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. They, uh, they're a fun group. Let me just say that. It Good could deal. be a total goat rodeo. <laughs> yes, Good. it could be. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, there you go. This will be the one weekend Troy D and I pay attention to NASCAR. I'm fired up, man. For a guy that's I'm fired not, up like, like this every year. No, I, I'm saying I don't claim to be Mr. NASCAR, but I have just enough knowledge to be dangerous on this. Yeah. And I am going to be paying close attention for the entire weekend <laughs> on this thing because nothing would make me happier than you have to walk into the staff meeting on Monday and hand me 10 bucks. <laughs> and CJ uh, is going to be around. so we uh, CJ, you keep stats on it this year, too. I think you could be our stat guy. So you could say Troy leading 2-0 or, what, or clips up. You know, it's five to three. Hard to do. You Weekly update. Yeah, I think you could help us with that. But we'll talk at least five to eight minutes of NASCAR every week. That is I, our promise. I oh. murdered you last year on this thing, but none of us really kept up with it enough to know what the exact 
Oh, now was, we can let everybody know how I bad it gets. I want to keep up with my murder. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, CJ, keep up with the murder. Excellent. But and I might be getting killed this year. Who knows? Well, it, we'll again, see. last year, some... I don't know. I would say last year I was the overall winner. I think, or two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. Last year, you were by far the overall winner. You crushed me two years ago, and then I got it all back, and then some last year. I think so. Yeah, so so if if history, modern history goes, then then I'm going to be paying you a lot this year. I'm going to Richmond in April to watch that race. If either one of your drivers wins, I'm taking an obnoxious amount of videos. And ask about how they enjoy being on our team. Yeah, exactly. And do all that, that. I mean, that's yeah. what's most important, not the money. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, it's an honor that we picked these guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> out, out of all the guys, I mean, this is I, I could have picked anybody, but I chose Carl Kyle picked, Larson. Could have picked Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> Jeff Gordon. He looks. I, what do you think about him in the booth? Do you I like think him? He's looks pretty good. Has he? You like him? But he he's out sh- now because he's an owner, right? You know who looked oh, weird? I think, right. I think uh, Gordon's off. Yeah, the new guy was doing it at the Clash. Um, Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart. I didn't, I didn't even recognize him because usually he's got a hat on. Oh, yeah, Like, he yeah, just yeah. had hair. I was like, oh, my God, who is this guy? I was like, oh, my God, that's Tony Stewart. I'd never seen him, I don't think, without a hat. And I really like Boyer. He did a great job oh, he's in the booth. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, all right, NASCAR boys right here. We got one final timeout. Let's take it right now, Chan, man. We'll come back, wrap it up on a Thursday after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina for over 80 years. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership in the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. Great job, Chan Man, uh, taking over the captain seat in the producer room. Uh, CJ Schaefer, fantastic work. Thanks for being our fantasy draft analyst as well. Enjoy it every minute. Troy D, that was fun. This was fun. Quick hour. We got a uh, real special feature coming up tomorrow, Friday show oh, for boy. PRL. Another uh, guest producer. What's old is new again. It's a shame that. Is it me? <laughs> it is. It's our it old, was in the men's section. Our old buddy Wes Hines making his return to the airwaves. A shame that CJ won't here to learn from the best. Oh, uh, my, where are you here. going, CJ? It'll be at the game. Oh, we might have to suspend your uh, whoa, game. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> it's opening day. I know, but this is a life lesson that you can get nowhere <laughs> Hey, look, I'll go cover the game. <laughs> yeah. You sit back and learn from the best, the, the Wes all, Hines. There'll always be another opening man. day. There's only one Wes Hines. <laughs> <laughs> May not make it to uh, next year, so we got to. Uh, Wes Hines will be here Friday, folks. That's the reason to tune in alone. If I'm out there early enough, clip uh, folks in the jungle. I'll try to file a live report with you, too. Set Sounds the scene. good. So looking forward to the start of ECU baseball. All right, uh, Chandler, we'll see you tomorrow. CJ, have fun at Clark Declare. Troy D., you do the same. Sounds good. And we'll see you Friday 3 on Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.